What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad. I'm Kyle. I'm Seth. I'm Spencer. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland, episode 157. Tonight's episode will be titled, They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. I wish I knew how to quit you. Is Razagul immortal? Are his ways supernatural? Kill white folks and they pay you for it? What's not to like? Durka Durka. Durka Durka. Durka 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 Durka. <laughs> Muhammad Jihad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tonight, we will be talking about our top 10 films of the 21st century so far. As per usual, the rules in the Dragon Lair is that there really are no rules. So if you are, I don't know, if you don't like spoilers, guess what? You need to turn this off because we're going to probably spoil all these movies, just so you know. And you can flat out go fuck yourself because we're critics. We got attitude. Critics with attitude. We did. Sloppy seconds. (laughs) There may be 85 years left in this century, <laughs> but AV, we like to stay ahead of the game. Yeah. Well, after 16 years, this list is not fun. <laughs> no. So recently, BBC released their top 100 films of the 21st century. I think they might be smarter than us, because we are only doing our top 10. It would have been easier to do a top 100 list. It's, it <laughs> hands down. Yeah. Hands down. So let's talk about some rules. Number one, no ties unless these movies tell a complete story. And two, all movies must be from 2001 to current. All right, so other than that. This is going to be a 2016 riddled list, isn't it, boys? (laughs) Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters can't be on your list. I almost had one on there. I almost had one. What? I watched the movie yesterday, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, am, you I, said that. am I thinking that what? this movie's so good because I just watched it, or is it really this fucking is good? Is it, uh... Kickboxer Vengeance? <laughs> yeah, it's totally Kickboxer Vengeance. <laughs> was that movie really that bad? No, it's it was not. bad. It was the... You ever heard of Cash Grab? Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> is it that bad? They should bad? have called it Kickboxer. Really kickboxer. They could have... Kickboxer. Kickboxer. kickboxer cash Grab. Is what they should have called it. Yeah, we wanted to call it Kids Boxers. Yeah, because yeah. they're in Thailand. So... <laughs> Critics with attitude. Yeah. Sloppy seconds. A lot of <laughs> child fucking jokes we were making while watching. Yes, that. there was. Yep. So, how'd you guys build your list? Oh, nice. Uh, That's nice. I just beat my head against a fucking wall for 25 minutes until I just wrote down whatever came to me. Mine was, so I went back. I went back to 2001. And I did a top... It's a good time to pick. I did, yeah. <laughs> I went right? to 1987. Just to be sure. A lot of people think that uh, this century started in 2000. It's actually uh, 2001. There's also rappers that think the world is flat. So. Yeah, and they wear clocks around their necks like <laughs> fucktards. Wow! Wow. Flavor Flav! Flavor Flav! Straight out of Compton. He's not from Compton. I know, but I wanted to say that. Because I'm critics with attitude. With attitude! Sloppy Seconds Edition! <laughs> So I went back to 2001 and I created my top 10 list from every year. Okay, um, first, that had to have been tough at the beginning, right? Yeah, I've been on this for a week and a half. There's a lot of bull in the beginning of this. <laughs> oh, dude, actually, um, some really? of my favorites were, I think, uh, really, my list is pretty balanced, I think, and I didn't try to do that. Uh, just not. like usual mm-hmm. with marathons and verses, I didn't just pinch and hold anything in here. Um, I was like, it uh, had to touch me. There's movies in here that either touch my soul, okay, that I think are fucking powerful movies 
and there's some that are fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good movies that didn't make this list, and I'm, I'm crying over it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, the first thing I did, because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything, I went to Box Office Mojo. I looked up the first 200 movies of every year. You're All a right? motherfucker. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> first 200, and then after that, I went to like top 10, Rolling Stone, top 10 IndieWire, because I wanted to make sure that there was no independent films that I might have missed off the 200 list. And then I looked up... Um, Top 10, like, you know, horror films, come a horror, horror film buff, independent films of that year. So I did that for every single year. And then I found my number one, number two for 2001 to 2015 and picked 10 off of there. And that is how I have my list. So how'd you get yours? Uh, I just the top 10 movies that Rotten Tomatoes said were that I thought that was the best Rotten Tomatoes is spot on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I did something pretty similar. Amen. I went through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't do nearly two hundred like you did. Um, I went through uh, and probably found maybe fifty to a hundred in each year that I was like, "Oh, this is a really good movie," and then narrowed it down to which of these films would I, you know, if I was putting up a movie for Pantheon, would I put this movie in front of a council for Pantheon? And so I've got ten movies that I think that I, I would do that for. Well, I feel real bad because I don't know. I just kind of just started. These are all movies that speak to me in one way or another, yeah. whether it's fun or whether that um, just the message that it's sending or just the makes the, your soul cry. Yeah, yeah, there is some stuff that I cried and I, I laughed, um, but I felt like this was actually pretty easy to make. I, I don't know what? why. I want to comment on that real quick. I think my top ten to t- top fifteen were easy to make. Okay. Um, ordering them. So. Ordering them. Yeah. Was a bitch. See, and I was going to say that mine, the order might be a little off because yeah. I'm just like, Depending I, on what I don't you're know. In the yeah, movie, I right? don't know because I mean, it all depends on, on my mood. But what I did was I went and looked at that BBC top. Then I went to IMDb. Uh-huh. Then I literally went, moved films from 2001 on Google. And then I looked through every single one. And then I went to the Wikipedia page and looked at the highest grossing movies of every single year. And then I just wrote down movies that I liked. What the fuck is a Wikipedia? It's Wiccans. It's we don't talk about it. witchcraft anyway. <laughs> what about you, so, Spencer? How'd so you do? I it, mine to to straight up even make the list I had to do one of two things. It had to make a best picture nomination for Ooh, that year, really, or Ooh. it had to be a hundred top hundred grossing. Okay. If it wasn't on those lists, there's not a chance it was going to make it in. Hmm. So I went out of that. I I took the best pictures I wanted, and then out of the top hundred, I just found the movies that I liked that. Again, that spoke to me. That was 99 fucking movies. I had to cut that down. To 10. When I cut the the fat off, Uh 51 movies. Okay. When I cut the the fat off of that and like, I got to 28 movies and I did not know how to move forward. Uh I would be happy with these 28 movies in any order, but I cut it down to 10 and I put them in order and it hurt my dick. (laughs) <laughs> and it hurt my soul. Yeah, it was rough, man. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I also ordered them. I ordered it real quick. I asked you guys. Yeah. Okay. In the forum today, or in our message group, I was like, "Do you guys want to just say here's our ten? Because honestly, man, when no. you have a top hundred, top fifty, it's almost impossible, dude, to do ten to one. I tried my damnedest. Right. Okay. Yeah, and honestly, it depends on what day you ask me about yeah. these. But these mine's 10, a little jumbled. Okay, I'll yeah, say that ahead of time. time. And I wasn't, uh, sorry, uh, one last thing. I tried to cut out a lot of movies that were in 
my top 10 personal, if you go back to AV Assemble, I try to cut out a lot of movies that I've put into other categories okay. without screwing myself same, over. Same here. I was going to say that I think there's only two movies that have made other lists. Okay. That I and mine, like I said, if it deserved it, God damn it, it, it made it. It, it yeah. made it, yeah. And there's a few on here that didn't even make the, the top 200 on Box Office Mojo. I think only made two. Okay. Two, okay? Um, so very smaller pictures. But like I said, man, mine were either movies that touched me in a major way and movies that were fun. So real quick, um, do we want to do honorable mentions first or do we want to do honorable mentions later? Do we want to let, let people know, though, like, hey, these movies aren't coming. Like, kind of like what the pal would like. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's well, fuck them. I'm done. Or are we just going to say it after? Let's bulldog right through them. Okay, five? Five apiece. Five of them. Man. Okay, you, you don't have any. I don't have any. Yeah, okay. I said well, no. Because Kyle it. was pretty tight with his list too. Do you have let's any see. you want to rattle out? I mean, let's see. Comedy was really hard to put into these lists. I almost Actually, I wanted to make a top ten comedy movie. Of, so I think there there's some comedies something. comedies that would have been uh, in my list, but comedies were really hard to do. Hamlet two is a movie I really fucking love. I don't think people have seen a whole lot of. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, Goon jumped around on my list a little bit. Ooh. I think Goon is, is holy shit. I think Goon, Goon is the second Goon's... best like sports movie of the last fifteen years. Yeah, it's I would, really I would good. Agree with my that. Top, my other sports too. movie is going to show up yeah, on my list. Goon was in my top ten for that year. Um, yeah. Whiplash because I think that has one of the best performances yep. from J.K. Oh, Simmons. Oh, so good, ever. so good, and, good, so uh, good to see you go. <laughs> Doubt I think is an amazing movie and it has four performances in it that. Uh, Viola Davis, no, Viola Davis <laughs> in that joking. fucking Just makes joking. me ball my eyes out every time I watch that uh-huh. movie. She's so fucking good. Um, and then I don't know, shit, just fucking uh, Pixar as a whole. I guess uh-huh. Pixar, Fuck Pixar, fucking great. Fuck the hype. I don't know. Hangover, Incredibles. Okay. Ooh, Incredibles! I would have pegged you for Incredibles on here. I know. Hmm. Hmm. You I know. suck that Incredibles cock. It's a good film. I would have I would have bet money and I would have lost. So I took a weird path with my honorable mentions. I took five movies that definitely wouldn't make it, mm-hmm. but like were something to me or stuff like that that I think Spoke people forgotten. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with Austin Powers Gold Member. Ooh, what for year? some what year? reason that was two thousand two. Okay. Easy, with, with, easy for some reason squeezy. in my family that was the DVD <laughs> to pop in and watch. <laughs> Um, Ocean's Eleven, uh-huh. that's one movie I tried to keep on my list as long really? as I could. What if you had done all three together? Would that have made your no, list? No, because I don't want the other ones. I just want Eleven. <laughs> um, then, two two movies I think that get forgotten. One gets shit on. I don't know why. Book of Eli. I love this uh-huh. movie. I know I some people don't before, like... Too. I don't say it very often because <laughs> no one fucking cares about Book of Eli. Um... I like Denzel Washington just like combing his hair. I don't give a fuck. So <laughs> if he's cutting dudes' hands off, I'm so down. Well, we know we got a ticket sold if someone wants to make that movie. Yeah. Um, Prestige, Christopher Nolan's Forgotten Baby that everyone just skips the fuck over. I was want that? that was uh, I did it write it down. Oh, four. I, I was gonna say, say oh, four or oh, five. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's um, we yeah. I, we believe yeah. yeah. Same Memento year as the was 2001. And then so. the last one was Chef with John Favreau. Fucking ooh, last yeah. 2015, I think mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yeah. I will tell a spoiler alert. 2015 gets a lot of love from me. Yeah. 2007 was a good year for me too. I was gonna say so. I'm a late game. Yeah. I have hardly anything. I mean, the beginning of the I felt like the beginning was just like Fast and Furious and stuff no, like that. Yeah, Fast and like, why are you looking at Fast and the Because I was looking at top, I put like top films of 2001. Martin, you typed in Vin Diesel's best movie. <laughs> Martin Scorsese just died. What? From shock. From shock. From your oh. bullshit. <laughs> 
Kyle's like, like, oh shit! I was gonna say, where did you get that information? I was gonna say, can your phone say that? I have an alert straight to my cock. (laughs) My balls jingle. All right, some honorable mentions for me, and uh, these man, these fought so hard to stay on. I'm a huge horror film buff. Uh I don't think any. There's no horror. He says cooties. This podcast cooties. No, no, um. 28 Days Later, man. I Great. love 28 Days Later. Great Danny Boyle film. I think it brought back the zombie slash infected, you know, what, depending on what you, how you want to go with that. But 20 Days Later, awesome. Um, Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, my list is hard. I know. Wolf of Wall Street is, um, I think, for me... It's got Margot Robbie in it, so of course it's one of the It's the best uh, American dream story, I think, to come out in the last, you know, in the last 15 years. Um, I love American dream stories. Um it was my number one of that year, but I have 16 number ones, okay? Yeah. So it was fucking hard. Um, Departed. Uh, Are you De- a cop? <laughs> Departed is, is so good. That screenplay for Departed is perfection. Um, and I think if you would have asked me any of these five here, maybe in Pantheon mm-hmm. vote, I'd probably say yes. And that's right. my top five honorables, okay? Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox is beautiful. Really? Yeah, and I love her. Um, her is my number five. Um, I was battling between that and wrestler. I didn't you know, know you were into hipster porn. No, I, what I love about that is that science fiction done perfectly. Like it's, I was just talking to you about that yesterday. Yes. Um, how her is just a couple of years uh, removed from our timeline, but the clothes are a little bit different. They have a an awesome iOS, you know. But it's just the just a couple little tweaks that it's like an alternate timeline. It just I love what they did with that movie. So they didn't have. Flying oh, I love it too. Fucking I, just cars. I would never pay you as. Yeah, it's my number three like, of that year, number two of that year. So um, those were rough, and I could go on, okay, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to stay with those five there. But those were some honorable mentions. So um, they're probably freaking already, aren't they, with some of our picks? Like <laughs> honorable mentions. Meat but... and potatoes time, though. All right, so let's jump into it. You want to just go around like this? Is that whoop, all right? Whoop, whoop. Starting all right. And just work up. Let's all go right. to number 10, bro. Ten is definitely the hardest to, to fill out because it's the last movie that makes your list. And right. I, this one changed a lot, but I ultimately landed on End of Watch from 2012. Um, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Pena, uh, Anna Kendrick. It, that movie that movie is like really fucking intense from beginning to end. And it's shot so differently than anything you see. It's shot from security camera footage and, and you know stuff on the cops and their own handheld cameras and stuff. And, and you really feel the intensity... Uh, in every scene, it's really cool how they they jump around. There's it, it jump cuts through the whole movie, but it all it all just works and comes together. I fucking love Michael Pena and just about everything. Too, yeah, and he's really really good in this. My number ten is uh, this. This is just something that you know warms my heart, and I know you guys will you'll be like ah Seth, but it's uh it's Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Ah, uh-huh. Seth. Uh, yeah, exactly. Seth. <laughs> I personally think that this movie is close to. I mean. Show me a better movie that is Disney done in live action, oh. like with that kind of Disney magic. And I, I love the idea that the whole, uh, we need some of your blood, oh, we cut your hand, and it's like, oh, we weren't going to kill you. And I'm like, Disney magic, it was getting real serious, but now it's back to fun and lighthearted, and still pretty uh, pretty good action for live action. So, And I, I love, I love um, I don't know. Buccaneers and pirates and all that <laughs> stuff. I have no idea. I love Tampa Bay. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, not that Buccaneers <laughs> and pirates. Be alone. Anyway, go. So I'm starting out in the year 2013. Ooh, oh, real quick. Year. I'm sorry, Spencer. What was your year for End of Watch? 2012. 2012. I want to say it's, it's like 2003. Okay, I know it was early. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going to 2013. Matthew McConaughey, Jared Leto. 
Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. If you want some, uh, you'll see throughout my list. Character acting is everything to me, and those two motherfuckers put in some performances for this. Like that's uh, to me, you you could say script, 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 but I'm not looking at the script. I'm looking at the portrayal of people, and that's what fucking matters to me is how relatable, how honest these performances are, and fucking. Dallas Buyers Club, you'll need to fucking take a nap afterwards, because emotionally that shit wrecks you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that is my number 10. Right on. My number 10, man, how could I ever forget the first time I watched this in the movie theater? And that's Team America. (laughs) (laughs) Team America, man. I love my cinema with balls. And I I think this movie is still unmatched, maybe, except for the third uh, third act in Sausage Party, where they're all fucking having an orgy. Oh my god, you're going to look back at that five years and be like, what the fuck was that? No, but Team America, I still remember that. Team America, man, the the commentary in this, you, you can take this as just a... Uh, just a fucking crazy, you know, fun ride. Or you can take you. This movie can get as deep as you want. To. I think it's a great commentary on the left and right. I think it's a great commentary on. Great book um, carrying work. Yeah, 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 dude. The marinette, uh, the yeah, the, marinettes. the yeah, marinettes are, are awesome. Heading down um, Dollar Street. Yeah, I think it's it's just uh, it's cinema with balls. This brilliant social and political commentary, um, and this movie is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's really nothing else like it. You know, um, just entertaining from beginning to end. That's two thousand four. Uh, Team America. So, nice. All right, what's your number nine? Um, my number nine is a pretty personable movie to me. Um, it came out in 2009, directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. It's called World's Greatest Dad. Oh, okay. Um, and this was uh, one of Robin Williams' last movies, um, and it's his best performance that he ever put on screen, hands down. Uh, Better than Hook? Yeah, hands down. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it sound like jerk-off in closets? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty shocking movie. Uh, halfway through the movie, his son ends up... He, dies david carradine style and so then he like Fucking writes horrible. it he writes it his son was like a shitty person so he like and everyone hated him so he writes this really sweet like suicide note and then it like gets passed around and it becomes this big building live where he's this he's a failed writer and he's using his son's death to like get his work out there uh, it's fucking it's really dark it's really incredible the first time you watch the movie you're just like fucking floored by how fucking like insane and like depressing it is and the second time you watch it you see the humor in it and you really laugh all the way through which is kind of incredible for a movie to go from incredibly dark <laughs> to incredibly funny the second time you watch it that's why world Grace dad number nine all right that's a good inspired pick um this one made my list just because of like the shock factor um because i didn't really know what i was getting into we got a lot of shock to follow after that <laughs> oh i know and you guys are gonna be mad at me but it's mad max just because I'd never watched any of them before and I was like whatever I'm gonna give this a shot and then just I was like holy crap 70 year old man made something that like kind of shocked me and I was surprised that I was that entertained by a chase scene because pretty much that whole movie is a chase scene and then I I liked I I dug the the mostly practical effects they use Mm -hmm. the the visual sparring or sparingly I know that they they have the twister that you hate but but other than that I mean that twister sucks but man there's a lot to love about yeah and I love the fact too that like there isn't really a main character we had a nice long conversation on AV about that I think 10 hours I think we we have 10 hours of conversation yeah Yeah, you want to beat up your own asses (laughs) and make something up there's obviously a main character in front of your face (laughs) but the title says something else so you guys are jerking your cocks like but I had Max back when I was a boy and now he's just but a I fucking never... piece of shit. <laughs> but I didn't see Max back. Hey. That's what I'm saying. But right. the, like people that like grew up jerking off to Mad Max can't like put it in their minds that Mad Max is just the side character. And see, I'm totally cool with that. And if you go back to all the times that I've talked about this movie, I mean, 
I can I can give you at least what three episodes. My problem isn't that. I wish they would have called this, you know, uh, give it a reboot and call it Furiosa. But you're not Why call you're, it Mad Max. You're not making as much money with Furiosa as you are with Mad then Max. Then that's Furiosa. shitty cinema to me. That's wonderful cinema. No, that's, that's why it's in I, the top. I think that's dumb. That's why it's that's, in my top ten of the new. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, I think that's it, so shallow that a title could make a movie dumb. No, I think it's so shallow that the studios have to call it Mad Max and not give Charlize Theron her own movie. That's shitty. They did give her a movie. They, they did, but they have to call it Mad Max. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. I, the, I think it's the dumb. The end goal for a movie is to put butts in seats. Uh huh. And then and when that, you get, that that, I think it's false it. advertisement. You think you're going to see a Mad Max movie? But I don't you do get see Mad Max. It's no, not, it's Mad Max complete, sucks. It's not a bait and switch. It's not like you're like, oh, I want to see a Mad Max movie. Mad Max. This might go on for a while. Sorry, Mad Max came and fucking fire sniper. Sorry, guys. Where'd he go? God damn. God damn it, Spencer. What did I do? He brought the shit. God damn it. You and your number nine. Sorry. Good you call me Scott. I, I forgot your name for a second. It's Seth. Scott. I know your name. Okay. There's, there's two people with S names here, and it was throwing me off. I just heard, on. like, God damn it, Scott. And I'm like, I think that was directed towards me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call him Scott. I'll take it from here, Scott. Okay. My number nine. Okay, so if you go back and Kevin Smith made me want to make movies, oh, Alejandro taught me I could never make a movie this good. <laughs> so I'm going to 2015, Ooh, The Revenant. Wow. That movie is just a fucking masterpiece of a camera pointed at shit that assembly. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed a camera at things. <laughs> and he fucked it and it was beautiful. It wasn't fucking sorry. It was lovemaking. <laughs> it just accented with Leo and Tom Hardy and all these, these good Great, good performances. You just that movie's not going to be matched in a long time as far as technical movie making. I'm to kill my boy. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> no, that movie looks gorgeous. That movie looks gorgeous. Um, and I think yeah, Revenant. Uh, that was I think my number two or three that year. It's a solid flick. Um, mine uh, number nine. I think it probably could be number one through five somewhere. Um, it's a hard movie to watch, though. <laughs> you made it nine? No, 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 no. It's a, no, no <laughs> this so, could be in my top five, but it's I, Yeah, I think we discussed that, like, our top ten is pretty rough, though. I mean, you can... Yeah. These are our, yeah. some of our favorite movies the last 15 years. They could all be shuffled around um, any given day. But this is just a hard movie to watch. Um, and it's a more. Um, I watched yeah. it in the theater. I watched it with my wife. Um, it's such a powerful movie. It's about two lovers, uh, two retired uh, musicians, and they live in an apartment building. And if you have not watched it more, watch it. It's I call it an unconventional horror film. Um, it's you have these these two people have loved each other. One has a stroke. Okay, and it really pushes the boundaries and the limits of how much do you really love the person that you're marrying when you're 21, right? 22, 20, in your 20s, right? And then all of a sudden you marry this person and at 70, she has a stroke. And you're dealing, you're dealing with pains and aches and just the, the getting old. And now you have to care, care for this person, but every, all of your other friends are dead. Okay, so you don't have like Seth and Spencer, all your friends calling on me, see how you're doing. Your kids have moved away and, and been married, right? So you're in this great place that you've created all these memories with over the last 30 years, right? The posters on the walls, the pictures, right? But no one comes and visits you and you just hear the screaming and the agony in the other room and you have to care for this person, you know? And it's just like, what happens at that moment? And it's such a touching movie, um, but it's scary because that's the, um, you know, final resting place for a lot of us, you know, nursing homes or, you know, what's, uh, what happens at that point? You know, and I think it's scary, but it's a very true movie. Um, it's a movie that really spoke to me quite a bit and, um, you know, that's a more. So that's uh, from 2012. Awesome. Yep. 
my number eight, I had to watch this the other night to even make sure it could be in my top ten. It's from 2008. It's Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Um, no comic book movie has ever been better than The Dark Knight. Um, and you I were down there, weren't you? I was. I was because I was thinking, you know, like, God, you know, how fucking tough. It, you know, I, I love it. It's not even a comic out. book movie, though. Fuck you. Dude. <laughs> Fuck it's you. a crime movie. No, I'm saying based on comic characters. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> all right, let's get technical. No, <laughs> it's fucking great. He took the super out of superhero. <laughs> but for that reason, it's it's not a conventional comic book movie, and they, they step outside the bounds of, you know, what everything is. It's the first time you really see a, a, a character like Batman kind of question his own morality and, like, his purpose for being who he is. Most heroes are just heroes because that's their purpose, and his is, like, you know, why the fuck am I even doing this? Uh, you know, I gotta Rachel. hold this whole city together, all this bullshit. Um, and then, obviously, Heath Ledger is kind of untouchable in that role. Um, and, yeah, watched it again the other night, and it's still just hauntingly brilliant. Number eight, Wolf of Wall Street. Good pick, I mean, my boy. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, it's based on true events. Um, I think the only thing that hurts it is I just feel like it's a little long. But Leo is awesome. It's his, and it's his best picture. And I was going to say, and then the supporting cast is stupid behind him. Oh, and man. I mean, stupid, that. Stupid, stupid good. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You got Magane. You got Joel. Yeah, you got Margot Robbie. John Barenthal. Yeah. Oh my God. So good. It's yeah. so, so good. And, then and that lewd scene. Yeah, well, go the ahead. The lewd scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't make words for the lewd scene. No. I just want to act it. <laughs> that, like, that, that's like, so brilliant. So that physical comedy yeah. on top of the, you know. Like, so, I remember so watching Wall Street back in the I wish I could have this movie on my list. There's, oh, mm-hmm. sucks. Um, I remember watching Wall Street back in the day. And as a younger kid, I was like, everyone was like, oh, Gordon Gecko and Wall Street, right? I was never impressed because I wanted to see the Ferraris and the yachts. And I wanted to see, I wanted to see like the um, excess, mm-hmm. the American excess. I never got to see that. And as a young kid, I was like, why does everybody talk about Wall Street? With Charlie Sheen. And I still watch that movie. I think it's highly overrated. And you watch Wolf of Wall Street. That's the movie I always wanted in the 80s, man. You see um, DiCaprio do fucking everything that you wanted to see Charlie Sheen do in Wall Street, man. Mm-hmm. And then some. <laughs> Charlie Sheen did all that stuff in real life. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Good, great pick. So I'm, I'm going to 2009. Oh, shit. Take me. Take Uh-oh. me. Take me there. Um, this really fought with Edge of Tomorrow... Because I think Edge of Tomorrow is a super underrated mm-hmm. yes. sci-food movie. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they change the name of that movie? I don't know. I, I heard they did. Was, yeah. I, I thought it was like... the video, they changed it to Live Diary. Okay, I thought it was like region naming. I was but anyway, it's, it's obviously District 9. It kind of yeah. took Ooh, nice. classic uh, alien pick and just did what Nolan did with Batman. Put mm-hmm. it in reality and deal with that shit. Yeah. Um... Yeah, because it's not going to be Mars Attacks and so pretty and, mm-hmm. and funny and everything like that. So it, it brings it down to reality. And Neil might have went off the rails from there, here and there. But <laughs> hopefully he's back on with Alien. Hopefully, but, yeah. I, I still yeah. root for him, dude, because he has an eye. Yeah, um, and when you talk in District 9, there's a, you guys are making me geek out tonight. Dude, I love this. When you watch in District 9, man, there's things that I remember watching in the theater. Like when he gets that mech suit and he's shooting those alien guns. I've never seen anything like that besides video games. 
You know, he brought that shit to the to the surface. And he showed people what you could do with a budget. Oh my god! People yeah, are spending thirty million. I think is what that is. Yeah, and people are spending hundreds of millions and making shit look horrible. And that's so. why Mel Gibson says Batman be uh, Superman is a piece of shit. <laughs> no, so anyway, my who the fuck is listening to Mel Gibson? <laughs> hey, Mel Gibson makes good movies. Fuck yeah, he does. Yeah, but he doesn't really Mel have Gibson the best opinions. Okay, let's save that for movie. No, 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 no. He doesn't have the best opinions on other things. He called it cop sugar tits, <laughs> and his grandpa doesn't believe the fucking Holocaust happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you? We'll talk about it. Okay, my Brian, what's your eight? My number eight is uh, Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Love Dark Knight. Uh, Batman, Batman Begins is a better off. movie. What is? Batman Begins. I love Batman oh. Begins, but no, I I do think People the reason suck this Joker's. The gone. reason that this is no no I'll I'll gladly explain my opinion on this. Um, now so in in like if you put up your Facebook comment saying uh, you're kind of confused like. Does it, does it deserve a top 10 spot? Does it? And Andrew came in, and he said something that was very interesting. He said um, on Kyle's post um, on the AV thread on Facebook, he says, you know, Heath Ledger's performance, um, yeah, it kind of outshadows a lot of things because it is great, but it's the tragic storyline. Um, and that tragic storyline is what I left the theater being like, wow. I remember watching the movie, and I, that when they killed his girlfriend, you know, I was like, my ass. The second half the movie? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, there's no way. There's no way they're going to kill her, you know? Yeah, I know the, the building blew up, but there's going to be, you know, red herring or something. She's going she's gonna to be alive. And they kept her dead. And I was like, holy shit, there's actually stakes here. And you don't see that. I mean, like, look at, I mean, I love Winter Soldier, but you look at, like, someone like Samuel Jackson, he does a car flip, he gets fucking shot a thousand times. They constantly bring him back. It's like a superhero is being a superhero. Yeah, well, he's not even. A, yeah, but but it's cool to have stakes because then I think it's you know I want to see some people in Marvel, DC. I want to see some fucking people die because then you're like, okay, there's some stakes here. You know, um, it showed me that you can have stakes in a superhero movie. Um, Nolan does as much as he can in camera, which looks amazing. He did that for Batman Begins as well. Um, but it's that tragic storyline, the great performance by Heath Ledger, the bank heist at the beginning. This movie just is so awesome. It does get a little bit long in the third act. That's why it's my number eight. That's why it went to eight. But I do think it's the best comic book movie at this point. So that's uh, 2008 Dark Knight. All right. All right. Uh, 2007. I'm going with a foreign film from 2006 from D- Mexico. Dicky? Little Dicky? Little Dicky. What the fuck is <laughs> the that? The rapper? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a Portuguese film. Little That's Dickie. also a rapper. Yeah. I don't is know. it? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, that's not what it is. Mine is uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I knew someone was going to suck that dick. Well, that oh. was on my list forever, but yeah. I eventually had to... Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, like, it's so fucking gorgeous. Top to bottom. Yeah. You're doing little... Do it right! You know, you're making, right. you're making fun of Pale Man, but guess what? You fucking remember Pale Man. You know yeah. what? Because it's fucking great. Uh, the fawn is great. The story is fantastic. Because it's... It is... It's almost like a, a children's movie thrown into a fucking horror flick. And that's absolutely fantastic. And, and a place that a lot of people don't go, especially, you know, in today's age. I, but Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro... Uh, just shoots the shit out of that fucking movie and gives you an incredible story along the way and, you know, does it in Spanish, which I don't speak. <laughs> I read that little yellow text, though. <laughs> yeah, I can read. <laughs> Taught me how to read. <laughs> we Did your next movie teach you how to read? No. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to teach me a lesson. Uh, is it number seven? Seven. Number? All right, uh, Big Short. No, good. Yeah, uh, amazing editing. Editing. I love the the whole all the stories and all the different characters like coming together kind of in the end. Um, I love the fact that it's based on true events. 
Um, and that it actually does try to teach you something. Like, the end, it leaves you with this ominous, like, That hey, you're fucked no matter what. Yeah, like, it's just kind of like, hey, by the way, um, they're still doing it out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is gonna happen again. And it's just kind of like, wow, that is... And, and no one even talks about that. Like, yeah, but it's true. I just, it's true. just blows my mind. I love, again, I love the editing, how it, it jumps from scene to scene. And then it's like, well, this is getting kind of complicated. Here's Margot Robbie in a bathtub to explain oh, it yeah. to you in layman's terms. It's kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool that they chose to do that. So, big short. And it's, a, it's a, I think it's an important movie, too, because it, um, it's not easy to wrap your mind around. I remember when I worked at Packers, I was driving on a fork truck, and I downloaded um, This American Life, the the housing uh, crisis bubble, you know, and I was driving, I'm like, I'd, I'd play this episode like five times just to wrap my mind around how, how it worked. fucking crazy this shit is. And you sound and like I, an expert after you've watched this movie. Yeah, and I think they do a good so, job. I think yeah. they do a good job explaining it, so. I feel think? good because, man, did I fucking tout that movie last year when none of you motherfuckers saw I, it. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. I was upset, but yeah, that was a great movie. I went home and watched it on, or I watched it on DVD when it came out, and I was... That's what I like to hear. Yeah. But you're gonna I think get cooties beat it out of my oh top ten. Oh my 10. fucking god! <laughs> you guys are gonna get annoyed with the year 2015 from me because I I just I just live in that year. Um, <laughs> I'm still in 2015. Oscar Isaac's Dom Hill Gleason. This really jumped them into the year of just running the cinema that they had. Mm-hmm. Ex Machina. You told me about it, and I had to go fucking watch it immediately. And it was some of the most thought-provoking mainstream movie-making I've seen in a, a long time. Um, and just a movie that used um, space so well to tell their story as well as all the conventional ways. Man, uh, visually just the storytelling that they're they're doing here, the effects that they're doing, they just nail it on every front. Um, again, great character acting, so I'll be all up on that. Right on. Uh, my number seven is a movie that is not for anybody. If a lot of people said, Brad, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I get it. It's a long movie. It's uh, Tree of Life, 2011. Um, I had such a, a spiritual experience with this. I think this is the, one of the most important movies on the list for me. There's two of them. Uh, this is one of them. Um, it's about a child who witnesses um, the loss of innocence. And if can you remember back the first time we, it wasn't you know playing in the sandbox and something bad happened, you're like, wow, there's stakes to life, you know? And uh, it's just an amazing movie. It's the first movie that I was like, I really sat in a theater and I was like, wow, I think I'm seeing something close to Stanley Kubrick here. You know, um, every shot was perfection. It stars Brad Pitt. Um, he has, uh, uh, his son dies, you find out like in uh, the very beginning of the movie. Um, and he has to deal with the point that, that he sh- showed his child shame for the first time, you know? And it's a, it's a great movie about nature versus nurture. And um, which one's right? You know, uh, the mom, the, a lot of moms, a lot of mothers have that nurture and a lot of men have that nature where it's like, you know, uh, the, oh, you know, we got to do this. And it's uh, which one's right. And a, a child looking at that and trying to figure out the teachings of life, you know. And there's a part of this movie that goes on for th- Man, 20, 30 minutes where it shows the world being formed. It shows, you know, uh, the dinosaurs. It shows, uh, you know, um, outer space. I mean, it, it just goes on and it's just contemplating the, the meaning of life. And I tell you what, man, it's one of the most, um, just one of the greatest experiences I ever had in the theater. And uh, it just questioning God, questioning life, questioning, you know, um, the loss of innocence. So I, I think it's a, a fantastic movie. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's not going to be for everybody, but it's great. So... Nice. Six. Uh, this goes uh, from 2010. This is my animated movie that I've got on my list. And it's Toy Story 3. 
Mm. Uh, I think Toy Story Three is the best Pixar has done. Um, really? I absolutely do. It's it's absolutely it's uh, fucking ball my eyes out towards the end. If you really get into it, um, no no third movie in any series has been as good as Toy Story Three has been in in the run of what it is. Uh, Toy Story is amazing. Toy Story Two is okay. Toy Story Three just completely elevated everything that it had ever done. Um, there's there's a lot of fucking adult themes going on in the background of this movie of growing up and moving on and getting past your childhood phases and uh, also you know that's just from Andy's perspective and going on to college and becoming this new person and then from the toys perspective like kind of becoming these old forgotten relics of the past uh, and then even from the, the the bear who's an even further relic of the past and he's like you don't know shit yet like <laughs> it gets way fucking worse from where you're at right now like it's and been like, yeah. it's been a while since I've watched it but do you think that it's uh, it's a lot like part two because like, you have know, the prospector you have the teddy bear you Fuck have part two. Yeah. Really, it's been a while since I've watched it. it to me, though, it, it, they they seem a lot alike. Like they took a lot from two to mm. th- to three. It's been a while, though. I, yeah, I definitely don't feel. It. I, I really? feel like two is just like a we got lost, we got to get back home. Part three is like we got fucking thrown out, and there's nowhere for us to go. That's completely different. I to there's a lot again. more stakes in three. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. My number, we're on six, right? <laughs> Seth's all business tonight. I'm sorry. Guys, uh, yeah, number guys, six. We're on number six. <laughs> six? Yeah. Six. Ex Machina. Ooh. Really? <laughs> Three-person three cast. I mean, and it's hard to what tell. What about the helicopter pilot? It's sometimes The hard. girl at the beginning. It's I knew some, you were going to say Ex Machina. I was kind of surprised that you said that it's one. It's sometimes hard to tell where the effects begin and the people, it, like, and Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's stupid. The, um... Again, like, ah, oh man, it's just so cool. What a neat idea, no, too. No, it's no. like something that we know is coming at some point in the future, and it's just kind of like, hey, this is what it's going to be like, just so you know. Yeah. So if you yeah. had a robot, would you fuck it? Probably not. <laughs> we have Spencer on. Even if it looked on, like Alicia Vikander? We have Spencer We have Spencer on video saying It's not even a person. It doesn't have a soul. Why would you fuck it? I hope they fuck him in Westworld. You know they're fucking them in Westworld. It's West all about World. pleasure. That's all Westworld was created for. Yeah. See, you'd, you'd have sex. Oh, I'd fuck that robot in a second. Yeah. It would be... You're you gonna go. have to clean come out of every circuit board on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> critics so with, what? Critics with attitude. Just sloppy seconds. Critics yeah. with attitude. Speaking of critics with attitude, <laughs> my number six Jeez. is George fucking Miller fucking this century uh, Mad Max Fury Road. The That's why is, he got so heated when we started talking yeah. about Fury Road. The man is in true form again. Um, man, Charlize Theron. Wipe some grease on, or some, some grease. grease on me. She puts in her work as the star of <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Man, just, uh, again, even though Mad Max doesn't get a shine, Tom puts in his work. Like, you, you were telling me the behind-the-scenes stories about them not getting along because he was in character all the time. And just, that's the stuff it takes to make a good movie. Even if the, the camera's not focused on your your little buff five-foot ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no comments on that because I'm hoping that uh, maybe you can keep your comments off of my number six. If you say Uh-oh. cooties. <laughs> Spencer's not a fan. <laughs> But uh, my number six is from 2001, 2002, and 2003, and that is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
Um, it's fantasy at its finest, man. The models, the imagination that went into this world. Uh, and I'm not... This uh, this probably would have been a lot higher, too. And I, I try not to do this with movies, but The Hobbit has kind of... I try not to let it affect the, the original trilogy because I cannot stand Heard The that Hobbit. Yeah. yeah, but I tell you what, I've never seen a world created that has really come to life like Lord of the Rings with the... Uh, the uh, Urukai and you know just the, the, the whole landscape man I've never seen a movie that just feels like you're on an adventure I know a lot of people think that some of that, that adventure might be boring that long walk um, but man I like the walk I like uh, you know uh, everywhere they go in this just looks amazing and it, it, like they such love and care and they brought it straight from the book and I don't I think it's unmatched and that's what almost that's 15 years ago and I don't think they can they don't make them. They don't make them like they used to. Well, it's man. sad that like well, they the Hobbit. To, yeah, they yeah. tried to, and it didn't. It's work. sad the Hobbit couldn't be like it. It was the same group of people. Yeah, and what's much. crazy though with the Hobbit, like he didn't even he didn't go back to the miniatures or not as much. You know, he tried to do everything. You know, with uh, computer effects, and you man, you look at the Urukai and, and against Sean Bean and Fellowship, and then you look at the the shit they gave us and the Hobbit, fifteen years later. And it's just CG creatures, and they just they they don't move right, they don't look right, they 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 just suck. And Hobbit's one of my favorite stories. It's such a simple, executed story, and they just fucked it, I think. But Lord of the Rings, I think, it was a as it was a world that they brought to life like no one else could, and uh, I love it. So that's my number six. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, um, my number five. I talked about Goon earlier, and I said that was the second best sports movie I think in the last. 15 years uh-huh. my number one it comes from 2008 and it's called the wrestler uh, darren aronofsky's uh, love it. amazing film um I, I really love movies where you take an actor that hasn't done shit in 15 years and then comes out and turns out like an oscar winning performance who won that year uh let's see what year is that 2008 i think it, honestly i think it was deserved uh, whoever won it but it, it was it was yeah. still he... um but yeah you get you get a very real cutting biting story of randy the ram Rhodes. Um, you see you see this really depressing life and you feel like really fucking terrible for this guy who's really he's done it all to himself but you still feel like so much sorrow for everything that he's done to himself. You see, you know, him working at a deli and he can't walk and just all this fucking terrible shit. And you really pull in for him. And I also love just ambiguous endings, uh, especially one like that where they're like, hey, don't fucking do this match because you'll die. And he's in the match. You can tell he's like really wearing down. He goes to that top rope and puts his hands up to do his, you know, ram jam and jumps off the top rope and then it just cuts to black. Yeah, and they're like, oh, fuck, did he make it? Is he dead? Like, what the fuck yeah. happened? What's the uh, ram jam? Ram jam? Yeah, what yeah. is it? I Have you not seen, seen The Wrestler? You're a wrestling fan? Oh, you've never seen that's, that's, yeah, that's sure. your mission. You will love The Wrestler. Holy shit. You will absolutely down. love The Wrestler. Holy and then shit. I will not tell you who won the actor for best Oscar that year. I will bring it up later. Okay. Ram jamming puts his hands it up. Did it. on the top rope. Wrestler is beautiful. Like it bought my move. top ten for the longest time. I, it's it's a masterpiece. I think yeah. it's probably his best movie. Wouldn't you say? Aaron I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of Requiem for a Dream. I think which it's was one of his only movies I can watch more than once. So like, yeah, uh, Mickey Rourke. And I was gonna be like, you know, don't you dare say it. Go on. What's your number? <laughs> Fucking just go. Here. What's your five? <laughs> I know what he's gonna say, and no one's gonna be happy. <laughs> Number five is Toy Story three. Yeah, <laughs> I just really wanted. Who, who, which toy do you relate to the most? Buzz. Okay, not oh, that was character. Quick. That was way too Mine's quick. Mine's Side like under characters. Slink. Yeah. 
Um, uh, but I, I don't know. I just remember, well, I didn't actually see it in theaters. We rented it as a family. We were watching it. My mom, towards the, in that scene in the end with the incinerator, my mom actually stopped it. And she was like, are you okay? Because I was like, because <laughs> I, uh, I was legitimately nervous. And I'm like, it, she stopped the movie and she's just like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. This is a kid's movie. What I was just, yeah, I was just like, I'm cool. Just give me a sec. Like, and I bawled like a baby at the end. Like, I just straight up just... When he's playing in the yard? <laughs> Not the very end. Come on. When he has to give them away to the little girl. Yeah, and he's playing with them in the yard. Yeah, um, I just lost it, man. I still, like, it makes me sad even thinking about it. Like, he treated him like shit his whole life. Andy? Sure, we saw like four no, flashbacks, but every time we, we see him, he left him at the pizza place. This kid doesn't take care of shit. Sure, he's shown to be some fucking hero. Fuck Andy. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think they should leave it at Toy Story 3? Yeah. Because obviously, I think they're really confirmed, four. right? They're it's gonna, yeah, but we four. thought that about 3. That it was kind of like, oh, 3 is just going to be 2 all over again. So maybe they've surprised well, us. Well, they're, they're <laughs> even ones suck dick, so. Yeah, I, I really do need to watch. I mean, I love Toy Story. I think it's Probably see. I'm a one guy. I like one more. Yeah, than I mean, oh, see, they all mesh together so, for me. It's been so long. The other long thing since too is them. when I say Toy Story three, I mean the entire franchise. But is it with first one? one was like two thousand? Yeah, but can't yeah, I can't pull, take it? Oh, I can't yeah, pull them all because well, because they're, they're before two thousand. Yeah, like, that's you could only take the full thing if it's all within. Oh, see, I thought that you okay. I thought that you were like oh, once you take something, you take all of it. And I do. Toy Story one's my favorite of any of the Pixar movies with. Incredibles being a close second. Yeah, because I think Toy. Yeah, that's the only Toy Story that's in the yeah. last fifteen years, right? There's yeah. Toy two, Story two. Two, two probably is, but no one's gonna. I don't know. Take I don't think shit. it is. I don't think it is. I want to say Toy Story was like ninety eight. Yeah, so, ninety nine. I bet you. Oh, it, it took a while to get a sequel because you had Bugs Life. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it was a while. Stuff, so people forget Bugs. Or I love Bugs Life. Bugs Life is See, a Seven like Samurai Life. remake. Yep. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I hate with Bugs. I, I just didn't really yeah. like uh, two. Two is nineteen ninety nine. Dude, I'm god. So that was way off in 98. I'm goddamn good. <laughs> All right. So my number... Are you done? Are you still going? I, no, I cut you off. I was just going to say that 1999 is one of like, the best years of movies ever. Okay. <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> David Scott. I'm set. Fucking Scott. Fucking no. I'm set. Carl. <laughs> what? Carl. Carl. Come on, Jack. That's stealing Harvard joke. I guess no one else is saying stealing Harvard. Sorry, but I want to be Kyle. Carl. You're sorry if you woke the dead. I'm sorry if I woke up your family and the dog next. You broke the fourth wall. Yeah. Um, my number five has been mentioned once. 2014. Damien Chazelle is directing Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Mm. Are you dragging? <laughs> Just that tempo scene alone, yeah. if that's not Pantheon in, in a scene, I don't I don't know what the fuck is, so and I should I should leave yeah. Adventures in Video Land right yeah. now. Um, again, character acting, and I don't know how J.K. Simmons fucking does it, yep. but he goes from the most lovable dude ever to a dude you want to burn and yep. just watch him fucking die in front of you. That and, man is a god. And that was rough too. That was one of my sixteen. Okay, number ones. Yeah. All right, that I had to cut because it was my number one that year. It's such a brilliant movie. And I, I knew it was my number one. I left the theater and I was like, I, I remember calling Ryan Smith. He's a, always been a big music guy, always remixing right. and, and creating. And, and I was like, dude, I was like, you got to watch Whiplash, dude. It is the best movie. Of yeah, and I even down. saw this movie late. For some reason, I never heard about it. And I think I saw it late 2015. 
for the first time and was just like sitting on my bed fucking being fat and shit and just being like holy shit yeah this is happening <laughs> editing is so good in that movie too man mm-hmm. oh yeah. so good this, you like that ambiguous ending too yeah or is you ambiguous know, like, endings rule yeah. <laughs> is the top gonna fall is he gonna drum through the whole show <laughs> is he ever gonna stop <laughs> My number five, I honestly think, might be the most important movie on my list. Um, it's a time capsule film. It's Four Lions from 2010. Um, yeah, it's it's a, I think the best post 9/11 movie. Um, this movie is it's funny, but it's scary. You know, it's, it's about if you if you don't know, if you ever seen Four Lions, it's about four incompetent terrorists. All right. And you don't even know if they believe what they believe. There's a there's at least one or two, right? But the other ones are just kind of just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you how muddled hatred is and muddled um, terrorism is. And there's a lot of stakes involved, not only for our characters, but for, you know, a lot of people in this movie. And it, it, like I said, it's funny. It's scary. It's completely brilliant. And I think you can learn a lot off of... Uh, you quoted Django, I believe, at the beginning of this movie, right? Yes, sir. Uh, at the beginning of this podcast. Um, with Four Lions, um, I think of it as Django in 12, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Where I think Django... And this is... I know this... You guys probably have a strong opinion on what I'm about to say. But I think, honestly, you can learn a lot about racism. Probably more so through Django than what you can to uh, 12 Years a Slave. I think 12 Years a Slave is very mm-hmm. hallmarkish. I figured someone would have a different opinion on that. And I think it's because it's so... I don't know. It's so exaggerated, and so they try to turn it into a um, I don't know a satire. That I think that you're able to draw more into it, and you're more entertained. It's so then, to digest. Th- yeah. So I think it's, it's so easier to digest. Then I think it's easier to you know um, to learn. You know that's yeah. That's just, that's how I learn anyway. Yeah, because it is. Or I don't want to so with Four Lions, it's the same way for me. I think that it's funny and it's scary and it's, it has all these emotions in it, but I think I've learned the most out of just a worldview uh, mm-hmm. because of this movie and the different tones that it has in it. Because like, in this movie, I mean, how many people have seen Four Lions now? That's okay, like at the end of this movie, they're running around trying to create this act of terror and fucking ninjas, like turtle suits, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle <laughs> suits, right? But they're creating fucking acts of terror. And just seeing that American standard on them, but mm-hmm. knowing that they are serious and knowing that deaths are going to be, you know, involved and just their their muddled sense of the world, it's it's so touching, you know? It's like, it's, it really made me pump the brakes and be like, wow, you know? Like where I talked about World's Greatest Dad, it's a dark comedy where it's like really dark the first time you watch it and it's a lot funnier the second time you watch it. Four Lions is a good mixture all the way through. Mm-hmm. I, I've only watched it once, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of humor to it where it's laugh out loud funny, but there's also like moments where you're like, oh, oh, fuck. That's, yeah. That's, they went Shit's to a really dark real. place there. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And you were going to say about. Oh, I was, it, it's kind of out of place now, okay. but uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave, like that almost made my list. It was the very end where it got cut, but like, yeah, it's just. You look at that scene where they're in the front yard and he's hung up and that image is there and you have to deal with that. It's it's a lot harder to take than uh, Jamie Foxx's dick out and some dude Well, I would compare it. it more to like the hot box scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Or, uh, you know, yeah, having the, the guy up in the trees, you know, and he brings him down for the dogs. Right. You know, but... I think, yeah, I, I, I figured, you know, that's just the way I digest it better, you know, when I oh, see yeah. that the spin on it like that in the commentary, but... Yeah, it's, yeah. But no, yeah, like for, I saw Ryan's AV Assemble and watched it right after that because it sounded so interesting. About Four Lines? Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy so it? So happy. I watched Good it, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so number four. Number four. All right, uh, this is the only one where I agree with the Oscars for Best Picture in 2007, and that's No Country for Old Men. Yeah. I think that is the best directed movie that I have on my, my top ten list. Um, you know, I don't know if it's the best Coen Brothers movie. I'd have to stack it up with some of the other ones, but it's definitely, you know... Within the top two. 2007 <laughs> was a motherfucker, dude. Uh, 2007 oh. was a motherfucker. It was a motherfucker. Um, but yeah, No Country for Old Men. Uh, you get Javier Bardem in one of the, like, the greatest like villain roles of yeah. all time. Like, oh, God, that, that scene where he's fucking choking the cop with the goddamn handcuffs, and that just look on his face, and he's looking up at the ceiling, you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. I would never mess with this guy with this fucking Dorothy Hamill haircut. And... You get some innovative compressor. Yeah, you get like, innovative kill with the, the air compressor. So creative. Uh, the the cow stunner thing. Uh, just a, a beautiful like. Tried to show how two fit. Tried to show two face how to flip a coin. <laughs> God, that man could flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, it's it's so just stylistic and it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. That movie is so and I quiet, think and the, it works to its advantage. That got the, my best. Go ahead. The supporting cast on that gets overlooked, but they fucking. Sure, it's some big names, but they carry a lot of that load. Yeah, yeah. Kelly well, McDonald. I was, was going to say, you say it's so quiet. Um, when we did our marathon, a Coen Brothers marathon, it got my best score, or lack thereof. <laughs> you know, because it's a thriller. It's the use of When sound, was yeah. the last time that you watched a thriller that didn't use a, a soundtrack to, to put you on the edge of your Pushendo. seat? It's yeah. all, it's just quiet. You know, it's just footsteps. And I'm like, it was such a brilliant idea to, to cut back on the soundtrack and just go with ambient noise, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just, it's so, it's so good. A thriller without any sound to put you on it, you know, on, on the AJC. It's, it's just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So my number four is uh, a, a little movie with, uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, it's Nightcrawler. It is Nightcrawler. Ooh, that's good. Wow. And, what? Again, this is movies that spoke to me. I I really like it, but top four of the century. Again, these are movies that speak to me. No, I got you. I I think Nightcrawler might be a little underrated. I I think it's... Okay, the only thing that I think hurts it is the fact that he... There is not a lot of payoff in the end. I mean, he just goes and does his thing. It's a very... Ambiguous ending. um, What's what's he going to do? But I think it's also the fact that I like... I like making movies, and I like, you know, recording things, and this just seems like almost kind of like a, di- like a different path that I could have taken or whatever, so I think that's kind of like how... Like, Crazy? Yeah. took another path. Just fucking bonkers. Exactly. Does like, he really like it, or does he just love the, the thrill and the cash payout that yeah. he from? Yeah, and I love, too, just how, how little, like, with him pulling his hair back and doing the little man bun thing right yeah. before he does something stingy. Like, I just love that, and it just... Well, that's why I think it might be a little bit underappreciated because, I mean, I know a lot of people like it. I mean, like it's pretty it. much a two-person cast. I love it. It's my yeah. number two movie that year. Whiplash mm-hmm. beat it out for me. Mm-hmm. But Nightcrawler, dude, I watched that movie, and it's the uh, it's his job and the the city and, and doing all that. That's It's such an original idea. I've never seen anything like that. I've mm-hmm. never seen I didn't know anything someone about doing, Nightcrawling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've never seen that, and that's such an original piece. And I, I think it's cool, too, that he's on the West Coast rather than the East Coast because mm-hmm. I like the just... You know, kind of like Tangerine, how you saw the whole city and you yeah, kind of yeah. felt like that. That's kind of, you got that feeling too with them driving through the different yeah. parts of the city and stuff. Like, like, I, really I know you don't like, like it. No, no. I love, I like Nightcrawler, but it misses the great, because it's just, I've said it before and I sound like a broken record. It's missing one or two beats of payoff, mm-hmm. of craziness, of slipping, of that actually coming out. It's just very dull. And then like the mirror punch. 
he starts to show it, and he just you never see that you never see him fucking lose it. And never Bill Paxton, baby. Bill Paxton in movie is oh, yeah, fucking but amazing. No one's talking about Riz Ahmad. Wait, he's in, uh, I was going to say, he's in Rogue One, right? He, he's also in Four he's Lions. In Four Lions. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha. So, and awesome. The Night Of, which yeah. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Which I need to see. And he, I was pulling for uh, Joan Hall to be the Joker for DC, but I, that just... I was, I was rooting for him to be, um, that, not the Joker, but... Um, the Prince Riddler. of Persia, he'd have been great. The Riddler, I think he'd be a badass Riddler. <laughs> Don't touch any of the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, you think he could one-up Jim Carrey? I hope so. <laughs> I'd like to see Jim Carrey up one up Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'd like to see. I'd love to see Jim Carrey going back. You want to okay. see? You all right, were, you were you weren't directed the first time, but you were brilliant because I like Jim Carrey and be like, okay, now you're gonna have you're gonna be directed. Okay, now you're the Riddler. Okay, go. You're talking about Yes Man too, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I um, still love oh, I wonder. Ah, uh, I hope that. Now we'll see. Oh, there's some. We, we talked about a Jim Carrey movie a couple a couple days ago. It's not on my list. Ah, uh, that's a great. You want, that's a great movie. That, what, what year was that, probably? I, I, a lot of people don't talk Early. about it. I think it's Jim Carrey's best, might yeah. be his best movie. Eternal Sunshine? No. no dude, oh, really? okay. Let, wow. Okay, oh, whoa, we just we just started. <laughs> there's, there's uh, ah, disclaimers, okay? You're there's really two, holding on to what you're known Okay, <laughs> two disclaimers. Sorry. I have not been able to watch any, like, Spirit Away Miyazaki films, okay? I haven't been able to watch any Miyazaki films for, like, five, six years. No, no Miyazaki made my list. I was kind of, I wanted to watch Spirit Away. Um, a couple of those, but um, Jim Carrey. Okay, going back to him. Uh, what's it called? Where is he escaping? I love, well, you, I love you, Philip Morris. I love you, Philip Morris. Um, well, you said Eternal Sunshine as well as mine. Mm-hmm. That was like I remember that movie just being so amazing. I did not have time to rewatch it. It's been at least ten years since I've seen Eternal Sunshine. Such well a as neat one. idea. Yeah, such a good idea. So um, Miyazaki and Eternal, Jim Carrey. That's how those kind of come back together. But I love you, Philip Morris. Have you guys watched that? It is a brilliant movie that no one talks about. Yeah. I think it's because it's He's a ta- incredible. I think it's because it's a taboo. You know, like no one wants to see Jim Carrey fucking dudes, and he wow. does. He gets he up does in that ass. A lot. He I'm... gets people up in his ass. <laughs> but it's a great movie. Such a good movie. So, all right, you're number four. Spencer's number four. <sighs> it took a minute. Okay, so man, Andy Serkis has so, done some great stuff. I'm surprised no one's even talked about these movies yet. Um, this is really where he comes to stretch his legs. Rise and Dawn yeah. of the Planet of the Apes. So good. You're looking at me like you thought I was going to say some fucking bullshit. <laughs> I was just hoping for King Kong. <laughs> oh, no. Um, man. I don't know really where to start or end with these because if we're talking about special effects, in the second movie when you're looking at these apes' eyes and you're seeing this movement and the... All the movement in the scene, and you slow down and you watch the scene again and again. Nothing looks out of place. These, the, everything is fluid and moving, and the story does not drag. Um, I can't wait to see where they go. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of disappointed they're sticking with the same director um, for the next one. I wish they would change it up again. Um, he killed Don though, man. Don was solid. Oh yeah. So, the apes movies. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. Yeah, Don, Don was, uh, you know, I love Rise too, or yeah, Rise. But Don is is fantastic. That made my that was two thousand. The uh, Rise was eleven. Don was fourteen. Yeah, so that's the same year I think as Nightcrawler and Whiplash, and yep. those were my top three that's right there. That is rough, dude. <laughs> um, it's not two thousand seven rough. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, man, we're going to two thousand seven right now. Um, in this movie, man. Such a solid flick. It's uh, there will be blood. Woo! Yeah, it's um, I think it's uh, 
Uh, what's his, uh, man, what's his name? Daniel Day-Lewis? Yeah, Jesus Christ. D-Day? No, I was thinking, uh, yeah. Paul Dano? Yeah, Dan- no, Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, I think it might be the top performance of the last 15 years. Um, that, or I'm curious if Gangs shows up anywhere tonight. But, um, no, it's so, so solid. And what I love about this is I like, I love getting into, like, the early days of the oil company and the, in the early days of business versus religion and everything that's packed up in this movie. I think it might be the most American movie on my list. I think it probably is the most American movie of, on. You have a movie called class. Team America on your list. <laughs> no, but I mean, there will be blood just seeing them, you know, digging in the oil, you know, mm. and um, the Radiohead score is so brilliant. And I remember uh, people leaving the theater when I watched this really? in the theater because the first 20 minutes was silent. You know, no dialogue, just that haunting score from uh, from Radiohead and uh, or Johnny Greenwood, and uh, people were walking out. And uh, I remember uh, passing people up, and they're like, Gee, "They just hated the opening. It was such an original movie for its time in 2007. It's like no one takes chances like that, where it's like just score, you know, a haunting score. It's such a great score, um, but then just great." Uh, one-liners like i drink your milkshake you know i still don't even know if i know what the fuck that means drainage daniel <laughs> but that's i acting. drink your milkshake <laughs> yeah so great acting great acting um their blood's awesome i think it's probably paul thomas anderson's best film yeah and like you said that first 20 minutes is quiet and he's built up such a well, rapport with his films that he's allowed to do something yeah exactly like no. most directors don't get that chance but when you make boogie nights and magnolia you know Punch-Struck Love, which is another movie that is yeah. really fucking good, I think is underrated. And I'll tell you what, it was based off of a um, uh, George St. Clair, I think. Uh, don't quote me on that, but a, a, a you book. You can be quoted on that. A, okay, is that, is that right? <laughs> okay, a, but a book called Oil, right? That no one even, and I love this idea of taking a book that's not on the top 10 bestseller list, just a book that no one's really heard of, and, and be like, you know what, that sounds pretty cool. I'm going to, to make a movie adapt off that. that. I'm yeah. going to adapt that. It's something that no one's just like, I always had this idea of like going to like fucking a uh, like a dollar store or something, just picking up a book and just fucking trying to make that movie, you know. And that's pretty much what he, it sounds like he did. Like I don't know if it's even that critically acclaimed, but no one really talked about oil, you mm-hmm. know. And he uh, adapted it, put his own spin on it, you know, and uh, made probably one of the most American movies since probably Citizen Kane, you know. So I think it's a solid flick. Nice book published in 1926. Exactly right. <laughs> It wasn't in the top 100 when he... Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. There Man. was only 100 books published at that time. No. All right, we've hit our top three. Oh, fellas. shit, oh, it's shit. real, boys. All right. My number like, three... Like, this means anything, though. Like, I'm like yeah. in the top 10 of the last, you know, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. My number three comes from 2004, uh-huh. and it's from a director that I think... You know, I don't think he's made a bad movie. Oh. Hang on, let's guess. Let's guess. No, no, I don't. Oh, oh. I'm not guessing shit. You're not guessing. I will look up and find a bad movie. (laughs) I think... Too Fast, Too Furious? It is! No. (laughs) It is! It is! is. is. Oh, my God. Uh, 2004, it is Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Ooh, nice. Uh, Wes Anderson just makes incredible movies. Uh, Darjeeling Limited, maybe, is worst. Uh, Hey, you seen the prologue? But that's still a good movie. You seen the prologue? Yeah, that's nice. I have not. Natalie Portman's rear? Yeah, you can see Natalie Portman's butt. Yeah, yeah, I could have put any Wes Anderson movie. Royal Tenenbaums. uh, Fantastic Fox. Grand Budapest stayed on my list for a long time. Yeah, I like Grand Budapest. Moonrise Kingdom, I didn't care for. You don't like Moonrise? Uh Uh-oh. But I I personally ended up going with Life Aquatic because I feel that's his most uh, outside of his style. I love it. Even even more so than Fantastic Mr. Fox. Life Aquatic is so strange but not not in the way that, you know like 
you have just have strange characters in some of these other movies. Uh, like you have a strange setting, you have a strange story, just all together. This very Jacques Cousteau sort of uh, my best friend and, and Klaus Kinski yeah. sort of uh, Werner Herzog kind of Brilliant, st- man. Uh, stuff mixed together. Uh, Bill Murray turns out an excellent performance. Owen Wilson. It's surprisingly you know uh, sad. Uh, for what a Wes Anderson movie typically does, wow. uh, but it's also very fun and uh, just awesome. I'm yeah. glad it got brought up because Royal Tenenbaums is on my top ten mm-hmm. AV assemble, and I couldn't find a Wes Anderson to move in here without putting that in. So I'm glad. And it's weird you did when, it justice. when it comes to Wes Anderson for me. I'm in two camps. I, I think there's I think there's two sides of this director. There's the Royal Tenenbaums. The um, you brought you like Moonrise Kingdom, right? I like most. Okay, <laughs> so Moonrise King, for me. There's the two camps. There's Moonrise Kingdom. There's the Royal Tenenbaums. There's Darjeeling Limited, and then Grand Budapest is kind of in the actually. So I, yeah, it's kind of in the middle. But then you have so I don't really care for those. They're too. I guess I, I think those. Yeah, I, I probably I don't know the right word, but. The other camp I love, and that's Life Aquatic and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Those two movies, I wish all of his movies were that quirky. Where do you put Rushmore? Um, it's been too long okay. to watch it. Bottle Rocket, yeah. have you seen that? One? Yeah, and Bottle Rocket, yeah. But these two movies <laughs> over here are so <laughs> so imaginative, so fun, fun characters. And yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too, because that was one that was fighting for my list for a while. Um, but Fantastic Mr. Fox. That was one I was pissed that I could not make my number ten, you know, somewhere in there because that movie is such a fun adventure movie for one, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. I want to see him do another stop motion. What you got? <laughs> Seth top is like three. Seth is like my number three. Uh, <laughs> it's the uh, Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. because uh, Dark Knight's good. All right, I can't, part three. Yeah, I can't what? take that shit. But that's the whole thing is that <laughs> I want Batman Begins because yeah. I think Batman that's Begins good. is my yeah, favorite. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's solid, man. Yeah, but I was gonna say that, you know, I Batman mean, and ninjas. Yeah. What else could you want? <laughs> Is Razzle the mortal? But, um, and then with Dark Knight, I mean, it's insane with the whole, the, uh, well, I think it's almost, I mean, Pantheon level of use of IMAX cameras. Mm-hmm. They just, you've got that, they just, he just uses it sparingly. And the fact that, too, how much practicality, I mean, they flipped a truck. They actually flipped a truck, and then the the uh, yeah exactly, and the tumbler running into that uh, in that garbage truck. Those were models. Yeah, yeah. Fucking cool. So so cool. If people talk about that truck flipping scene, but like that whole chase leading up to that. I mean, that, that is that is some movie. cool. That that is a really cool ten minutes of movie. Mm-hmm. That yeah. whole uh, just what? <laughs> it sounds so belittling. These ten minutes. Well, I'm just saying. Really you know, good. You know what else is ten minutes? The Padres. That seems like a half hour. Um, that's the whole thing, though. It's like you can have a good ten. No minutes. one's arguing for the ten minutes have, of the pottery. I'm just saying. No like, one's like, like it's kind of crazy. Four Tuscan shooting <laughs> kids. It's top ten movies, not top ten minutes of movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm top ten minute list. <laughs> Shit, dog. What about Dark Knight Rises? I didn't hear anything about that. I don't really care for it that much. <laughs> I just had to get these other two in there. I really wanted to get the One other two in. One of us has to be in the crash, brother. I was I can, why? You get away with everything fucking else. I can, I can, I can leave that off the website, the Peter, third one. Peter Baelish. Do you just want them going to? Down the you have to take the whole story. Oh, it's got to be a whole has to pick one. That was it's your fine. Okay. Well, I was going to say, that's where I get my whole, oh my gosh, Rachel's dead. That's what I can take away with that. Oh shit, which one? That's your father's point, Which Rachel? <laughs> All right, hey, Rachel. 
Number three. Fuck everyone. My number three, 2015, J.J. Abrams, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac. It's motherfucking Star Wars The Force Awakens. Someone say some shit and I'll beat your fucking ass. Come see me. Real Uh, life. Go ahead. Open that trap, boy. My number three. Good job. (laughs) Keep going. I don't have anything else to say. No, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but man... He just couldn't nominate Star Wars from the 70s, I, so he I, had to throw this one. I out. was wondering if I should put it number one, and I'd go, no. No, I'll, I'll be a little more realist. Great, hey, I will say, um, that cast, I've said this a million times, that, that cast. The, the locations. Well, did you see the video today where they showed all the effects? Where all the building? On no, top I haven't. Oh it. my gosh, it's like four minutes long, and yeah, it's just like... That. Did you uh, post it today? Did no, post I it? didn't. I didn't post it. It was just trending today, and I was like, "Why is the Force Awakens trending?" And I was just like, "Gosh, you'd have to be an engineer to be able to think about how all this stuff should look." And it's just layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, and then you've got John Boyega running in the desert. Like, like it's yeah. just like mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing. Anyway, sorry, I'll let you talk. So uh, you don't? You want to say more? I, I could say more, but go I'm go just going to let the hatred bubble out there, and you go ahead. <laughs> all right, my uh, number three is. Uh, not the best Coen Brothers movie, because their best movie is 98 with Big Lebowski, but No Country for Old Men. Um, it's, it's I think, maybe, the best cat and mouse movie ever made. Um, and uh, I'll get into this. better than Fright Night? Cat and, cat and Mouse. <laughs> but Fright but Night But isn't is, the cat the mouse? And the not like this. Is the cat. Not like this. I mean, the this vampire is... Vampire is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's toying with him like the whole back half of the film. Not like this, though. I mean, this is cross-country. Um, at least it feels like cross-country. I don't even know where they go. Cross-house. Like, Mexico, they go cross the border. Country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, dude, what's so crazy about this is um, I love... I just get done watching uh, Don't Breathe, which a lot of people said go check it out. It's good. It's, it's even high rated on Rotten Tomatoes. It seems like a lot of people are liking it. I enjoyed it, but there's not... The people in this movie aren't doing smart things. This movie, the bad guy and the good guy are fucking awesome. Like, they're both brilliant. You know, like, uh, I think his name is um, Llewellyn Moss, right? Llewellyn Moss. Yeah, Llewellyn Moss, man. Like, he is, like, he's hiding the money. He's always one step ahead of the bad guy, you know? Until he gets back to his hotel room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the, but that's, like, what, third act? Yeah. Beginning of third act. But it's, um, you know, he even sets the trail. He even, like, watches him come into that room, watches, like, he's already set up for him in case he goes there. He goes out the window. It's the shootout in the streets. I mean, there's so many good scenes. And... I don't know why this sticks with me so much. It's one of my favorite scenes in cinema, okay? Because it shows how smart a character is. And so I love uh, where Llewellyn, he goes out into the desert, right? He's tracking the drug money. Mm -hmm. And he sees, like, in the far distance, a tree and a guy next to the tree. He knows that that's his money. Like, that's that's money bag up there, okay? I got to get this or drugs or something, right? And he stops. He looks at his watch, right? And time passes. And you just know that he's been sitting out here watching this guy to see if he moves, if he's going to get up before he approaches him. And that is smart character building right there. And that's all over this movie. Um, I can't praise this movie enough. This, you know, the, the lack of score for a thriller. Um, I right. think it's the best in a genre. It's, it's a masterpiece. And you guys already said before, one of the best villains. If Yeah, one of the best villains of all time. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And Woody Harrelson's badass. So, mm-hmm. just a great, great movie. So, how many lists of that showed up? Showed up on yet? Just just two. I'll be. I'll be on. It did. I, I won it on my list. It's, mm-hmm. It was in Couldn't my get it? fifteen cut. So that surprised me. I knew you were a big fan of that one too. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two. Number two. This is probably my most underrated movie. 
um, on this list. It's from 2009. Stars Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey. It's called Moon. Um, if you haven't seen oh, Moon, it's very much like No Country for Old Men. It's a very quiet movie through most of it. Um, and it's it, it, it takes a crazy turn early in the movie. and It really throws you around. What? what, what I was saying if he'd seen it. Oh no! But uh, th- did he do another movie called like Apollo the Eighteen? No, uh, that's definitely not Sam Rockwell. No, uh, are you sure? Yeah, definitely. Look sucks. it up. <laughs> who's in it? Yeah, I know. But who's in uh, it? I hope it's yeah, Sam Rockwell. I think it's him. It's he him, plays a guy. Down. He plays a guy who's like harvesting <laughs> oil off of the moon so the world can keep going, and uh, he gets into this terrible car accident on the moon, and then just kind of wakes up with his robot Kevin Spacey, like getting him up and. Like, hey, you're good now. Let's get back to work. And then he like sneaks out and he finds his wreckage spot and he finds himself still inside the vehicle, dead or almost dead. And he brings the body back in. He brings it back to life. And he finds out that like he's been a clone this whole time. And it's this like moral like thing of like, am I a real person? Like, how long has this been going on? I know, I know, I came before you, but did someone come before me? Yeah, yeah. Like, how long has this trend been going? How long have I been here? Like, and he's watching videos of his wife that are like sent to him, like, hey, we miss you, and like. Yeah. He finally breaks out and he gets to see this video. He like gets a live feed and he's like talking to some girl and he finds out, oh, this is my daughter who was a baby when I left and like, yeah, yeah. oh, my wife's been dead. I've been up here for 15, 20 years. Like, how long has this been fucking going on? And it's just, it's really fucking quiet and eerie and it's beautifully written. And then again, another ambiguously ended movie yeah. where he gets onto a pod to come back to Earth and. It kind of ends there, but you hear like a news recording, like, "Oh, he came back to Earth, and he's trying yeah. to tell this terrible story of and, what fucking happened to him." And, and like, yeah, and I remember Duncan Duncan Jones directed this, David mm-hmm. Bowie's son. Um, so Duncan Jones, I remember him saying that um, he wanted to do a sequel, but it wasn't going to be like another like Moon Two, right? It was going to open up the entire world. You know, and uh, I always wanted to see that. I wanted to see the clones and, you know, just uh, I think that would have been a great catapult to take us to a larger universe, mm-hmm. you know. Um, never happened. I think, did he direct Source Code? I'm not sure. Not for sure, but I, I know he did Warcraft, you know, and I'm like, yeah. man, let's get back to something. I haven't watched Warcraft, but I'm like, let's get back to something small like Moon, man, because he nailed it. I don't think he's... It was Duncan Jones, Source Code was. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I'm on fire tonight, boys. Boom. And I like Source Code, too. Source That's code probably one of the right. best trailers of the last 15 years. Which one? Source Code? Source trailer? Code? Like, yeah. when I saw that, I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, this looks amazing in the movie. We need was, to do the a, movie was good, but it wasn't. We it need wasn't to do a trailer. three-way. We need to do a Source Code versus uh, Live, Die, Repeat versus Groundhog Day. I don't no. like that it's called Live, Die, Repeat. Whatever. Can we just call it... Edge of Tomorrow? Can we just call it Edge of Tomorrow? Edge of Repeat? Edge of Repeating. So Seth was wrong. He's got to look it all up. Seth, what is your number? What's your number two, uh, Seth? Two? Scott? Apollo, was it Apollo 18, 21? There's like 12 people in the cast. It's not one of them. Seth won't believe me. It's Whiplash. <laughs> oh, good job. So ceremonious. <laughs> you guys have said a lot. Yeah. Um, Great about fun, it. man. Yeah. Well, I will also bring up a movie that's been talked a lot about tonight from the Tag Team Champions of the World, Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. It is The Wolf of Wall Street. As I said, character acting is everything to me. And man, Leo gets snubbed a fucking lot. Best is best fucking performance, man. Yeah. The Revenant. Now, that was, that's, uh, I don't know. What? Like, he won and it's great, but he was not best actor this year, I don't feel. Well, I I do say, 
I don't. There, he it's wasn't. A, he wasn't against anybody this year. Yeah, though. it wasn't a strong lead. It was. Year. Yeah, there was. I, yeah. I thought this was the year that Eddie Redmayne actually deserved it instead of the year before when it probably should have went to Michael Keaton. This year, if fucking supporting actor was in the same, like all the supporting oh, actors would have yeah. been on top of. I think DiCaprio deserved actors. it this year, but that's not saying a lot. Yeah, because did I you don't watch think... Danish? I didn't watch Danish. Um, no, I didn't see that yeah. one. So I don't it's an okay know. movie, but Eddie Redmayne. Really Eddie Redmayne can suck my dick after watching Ooh. Jupiter Ascending. Whoa. That's like the shittiest performance hey, I've ever seen. You can't seen. just put one movie So Jupiter Ascending is Brad's number two. Why is it your number two, Brad? <laughs> he loves Channing Tatum. Right. Are we ready for my number two? Or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything more to say, Wolf of Wall Street? No, and the dude, I'm sorry, that was my number one. So I had to cut, you know, like what? Um, six movies. You right. know, which yeah. five movies that, yeah, it was so horrible. That's... I love Wolf of Wall Street. So was it all... It's fucking all, Pantheon. Wolf of so Wall Street's Pantheon. Was all ten of yours all number one, so nothing was like one year got one and two? Uh, well, I had two. Had... Well, see, there you go. So I had to cut more than that because 2007 was No Country for Old Man and There Will Be Blood. Yeah. So oh, that okay. took two number yeah. one spots. Um, but yeah, all these... Four Lions was number one. Um, Lord of the Rings I guess Lord of the Rings. One. Tree of Life was number one that year, I think. Um, Dark Knight. Nice. So yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, my number two... <gasps> Isn't the deepest movie on this list? Okay, I got okay. A lot of people. <laughs> there will be blood before this. I mean, what the fuck, right? This movie. I remember going to the theater, didn't know anything about it, and to this day, it might might be behind Die Hard. I don't know. It might be the best goddamn action movie I've ever seen, and that's the fucking raid. I love okay. the raid. It is so fucking solid. Uh, um, probably, uh, lack for a better word, Lincoln Park. You know, I think it's a couple people who does the score, but not just Lincoln Park. I think it's just one guy like Johnny Greenwood from uh, you know uh, Radiohead. But the score for the raid is um, is fucking awesome. It's energetic. Um, the fight scenes. This movie doesn't stop. Yeah, I was gonna say, talk about action movies. Like, there's no slow. This, parts movie, in this movie and it's all. Great action! Some of the most gruesome action scenes I've ever seen in the my doorway. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these these guys have um, impacted so many people that they, they were can't they cameoed in Force Awakens this year. You know, Mad Dog. What a in the shit roll, but yeah, yeah, that does suck. <laughs> I want to see them rolling around in Star Wars, but man, there's there's scenes in this movie that put you on your seat. There's um and they're survivors. Like they are going to survive. They're smart. Um, they're doing everything they can to get to the top. It's probably the best video game movie never made, you know, where it's like, let's get into the apartment, level one, all the way to the top, take out the bad guy. But this movie, I think, uh, takes five or ten minutes to get going, and then it does not stop, and it's so good. So fucking good. So, um, that is 2011. That's my number two. All right. Here we are. The number one's in. Oh, shit. All right. It is um, real. This movie's maybe not as, you know award-winning as some other movies that have been on my list. Um, this is a movie I've watched more than any other movie. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Boo! Don't watch know. movies so much. I have no idea what he's going to say. I just... Uh, it came from 2004, uh, and it's called Shaun of the Dead. Ooh. Oh, uh, yeah! I think Shaun of the Dead is funny top to bottom. There's no missed jokes in it. I love the beautiful pastiche to this the genre of zombie movies and, and bringing in all these... Incredible references. And, but you're and, not taking Hot but, Fuzz and World's End? I See, I, I wanted to, but I don't consider... That yes, so they're Coronetto Trilogy, but they're not linked. Oh, okay. Other than just a fucking ice cream cone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I probably would have. But um, Do you like drumsticks? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, really, really funny. Like I said, great homages to everything. Uh, I love that there's still Easter eggs that I find all the time watching this movie. Like, I love the, that beginning speech that Ed gives, and he's talking about, and he just runs down the whole list of the movie. Like, we're going to go down, we're, we're going to do shots, and Bloody Marys, and, like, everything he's saying, like, happens in the <laughs> script. Not exactly as he says it, but, like, it all, it all comes down to it. It's, it's fucking brilliant, and it, it helped, you know, launch Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and Nick Frost, and they've pretty much been not Poor Nick Frost. He's, he he's gets the short fantastic. end. No, I love it, but he gets the short end of the stick out of that. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He doesn't do as much of the writing as those guys, so I guess they get a little bit extra work out of that shit. But. Right. I can't yeah. get over to when the roommate, when they wake the roommate up. Peter Serafinowitz. Like, it's four in the fucking morning! <laughs> Just, oh, it's so good. He's got it, his hand like yeah, a little fucking weird. No it's, oh, it's up. so good. So good. Um, my number one, uh, it's been mentioned already, uh, th- th- it is a trilogy that is uh, 2001, 2002, and 2003. It is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I think a lot of that goes to, though, the source material. I mean, when you look to see how deep uh, this world goes, it almost makes you think that this could have happened at some point it, it kind of leaves you feeling like that and this is kind of like uh kind of like dark the dark knight trilogy for me that i really like the first one the second one's okay i don't really give a shit about the third one but i like the the complete story yeah. so you got two movies you don't even like in your top 10 <laughs> i'm taking the, uh, the day. <laughs> you know. what a polished list that's Who's your favorite member of the crew? The, the Fellowship? Sure, is that what they're called? Like a bunch was... of fucking idiots walking around not doing shit? I like you. Not changing? Oh yeah, remember the stakes of the fucking Fellowship? You got too many Orlando Bloom movies happen? in your top ten. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yes, you! <laughs> Who else has an Orlando Bloom movie? <laughs> I have three. Do you do? <laughs> oh, one, two, three. Yeah. Good pick, Seth. Good pick. That's nah, cool, you know. <laughs> I'll just be Scott over here. <laughs> yeah, Seth didn't make these picks. This is, these are Scott's picks. <laughs> Scott's picks. I have abandoned my child. There will be blood. Is number one. When it co- you guys know, I would do anything to fucking hang out with Daniel Day Lewis for ten fucking seconds. In character. In character. <laughs> whatever. I would. My listen, left foot. I would listen. Uh, I would fucking watch him be a pizza delivery driver oh. for fucking three years. <laughs> uh, Paul Dano I think gets left in the shadows because of the giant that Daniel Day-Lewis is um, Paul Dano fucking carries his ass and like uh, he busts his chops throughout this whole thing to be this scum next to the scumminess of the most scummy dude and I think that's what be- what is beautiful about this movie it's the story of a wicked man and it shows truly that a wicked man isn't terrible all the time but it's these small decisions he makes throughout his life that you have to live with and that that compounds upon itself um and just it's not so daniel day lewis is never evil but is fucking that character one nasty evil man and it's the subtleness in all of it that's that's beautiful. And that Paul Thomas Anderson set pieces. This movie is a fucking set piece yeah. after a fucking set piece, and it is done well. Um, I don't know. I, we've said a lot about it already. And your favorite Anderson movie? Yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah. If I said it, I was an oil man. I think you would agree. <laughs> I just love his lines, man. So good. Yeah. So that's your number one. That is. 
Of course, my number All one. All right. My number one. Um, I ne- Fright Night. Nope. Fright Night. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> my number one is um, remake. Yeah. in, I think it was 2001, 2002. I actually moved the page. Um, I went to the theater. And I did not think this could director this director could top his previous work. I went in and I watched the most original movie that I've ever seen. It was so cool, so awesome. Everything was perfect. It was a love letter to cinema. Kill Bill, Volume One and Volume Two. I like Volume One a lot, and it's up for Pantheon right now. So I guess that shows you where I'm at. You know, um, it has its flaws. It's not my favorite. It, it might be my favorite Tarantino movie. Pulp Fiction's right up there. Um, it's my favorite director of all time. My son's name is Quentin, based off of Tarantino. Um, Quentin Connor Hawkins. So it's um, it's so awesome. He pulls out every stop in the book. If you love movies, mm-hmm. you know, black and white. He goes to uh, black and white to color. He goes to split screen. He anime. does anime. He does a silhouette. He does old co- uh, old school kung fu movies. He's got uh, horror images in this. I mean, he's pulling out every single stop, and it's it's so good. Even the Superman thing that he says at the end about I never really thought about it before, but like Superman will uh, he dumbs himself down, okay? Because that's how he sees us. All right, I think that's so fucking brilliant, you know, and uh, so much good stuff in this. I remember when I wrote my review for Pantheon that uh, everyone will see here in the next next week or so. Um, At the very end, I just started just naming everything that was Pantheon in my review, like, you know, Bernard Herrmann score, uh, you know, this and this and this and this. There's so many good things. Yin Wu Ping, um, stunt doubles, so good. Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2. Um, I look at this list and might not be, I don't know if it's the best, but it is the most fun. And it makes me want to love movies more. You know, it's so cool. So it's fun. Fantastic. Yep. Those are our top 10 films. That's tough. That sucked. Yeah, of the 21st <laughs> century. And you guys, man, you guys. There's so many things that other people mentioned. I was like, oh man, that yeah. was so close to being on my list. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so good. Um, I really thought you would have Kill Bill. I thought you'd Kill have Bill's Scott Pilgrim. Fifteen Pilgrims are my top, and that was those movies are some of my. Oh, I've said these movies before. Uh-huh. I don't want to be repeating the same movies, kind of. And thing. then gangs, I figured gangs. Yeah, the same like, thing. Yeah. It's gangs, Scott Pilgrim, stuff like that. Was just like, man, I've said these before, so yeah. let's keep it fresh. Now, I, I figured you'd go Lord of the Rings. I'm glad yeah. you came around. That you were wearing <laughs> me there for a second. Like, Where the fuck's Lord of the Rings for Seth? Mm-hmm. But came back. I around. wanted to put like the Avengers and stuff like that, uh-huh. but I feel like that none of that's really like. Pantheon it's your level. personal like feelings. I know, though, I mean, but I mean like we were but I would know. Or we were just fucking around. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna go back to my list. And, so some things no one said. Um, Fury. I'm surprised no it. one talked about Fury. Never, never, watched it. never seen. No either. one said Departed, right? No, there was in my honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Yeah. No one else said. Pla- I thought you'd say something about planets. I thought you liked planets more than that. Which one? Or the Dimes? Yeah, yeah. I love Don. Yeah, it's again. Yeah, it would have been top twenty easy. Don would. Children of Men's one I had the uh, yeah. really pushing. That shot I'm a, I'm a oh, big God. fan of Eight Mile. No one, you know, Eight Mile. Yeah. I think is this generation's Rocky. Eight Mile was on one of my lists before was it? it got you, cut. You said the uh, uh, the raid, and that made me think Old Boy, and I'm like, oh yeah, man, Old Boy. I could when have is old boy. When's all the on box? Because Old Boy's highlighted on yeah. my list. On box is on box is original on box because that never be close mm-hmm. really. The, the movie that I watched the other night was called The Lobster, if anyone's ever... The yeah, Lobster? With, with uh, Colin uh, Farrell. So fucking good. It's very, like, very stylized. 
Uh, really, really strange movie, but really cool. It, was, it reminded me a lot of Moon, which was my number two. So Yeah, I love Moon. I figured someone would go Watchmen tonight, too. Really? Watchmen was on one of my lists. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys so aren't many. a fan of Drive, but Drive was you know, funny. <laughs> I like Drive. Um, yeah, I had Lego Movie. Really? I see, heard in, Huckabee. See, Sin I City. was talking to Sin somebody City's today. In Bruges. And that's Sin what they City. said. Sin City 300. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised none yeah. of those got brought up. Yeah, Sin City was on my list for a while. So was Shaun of the Dead. Who said Shaun? You didn't say Martian. I did. Yeah, Shaun was on. I do like Martian. But no one said Straight Outta Compton? Yeah, it's it's highlighted. Right. Yeah, um, I'm happy with mine in the end, but yeah, it was yeah, hard. Yeah, uh, what hard. I wrote down is what I stuck with. Like I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't change it once it was. Kickass was one on my list again. I, I like Kickass. I think Kickass gets shit on for a lot of reasons. Fuck I probably shouldn't. People. Yeah, Kick-Ass I tried to find like a fun. documentary that might have gone in there, but like uh, nothing like. I, yeah, that was actually. Dear Zachary something. was one I thought, but it was like that's not. It's not a good made movie. It's just really fucking. That's one I should have probably said at the beginning. I did. I left off all um, documentaries to help me uh, pad my list a little bit more because um, Grizzly Man. I'm a fan of Grizzly Man. Um, I love Grizzly Man. Um, King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Yeah. Um, Murder was, Ball, I think, is fantastic. Yeah, a lot of great yeah, ones. Lot so of are people. you guys, um, right now, this is like a long episode already because we got into our top ten. So let's just go through movie news as quick as we yeah. can. Um, let's get into movie news. You guys ready? Suck my cock. So you guys are going to have to help me with this name. But it's official. We talked about it last week. Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Yes. Manganiello. How many people are going to have a fucking hard time saying that? But they will not have a hard time saying just call him Deathstroke. No, they will. They'll say Deadshot. Slade. Yeah, they Deadpool. will. Deadpool. Ryan Smith's Deadpool. <laughs> just call him Slade. Just call him Slade. <laughs> so what Slade? Do you think? What's on the slate? Are you guys happy about this? We talked about it last week, but this is... I like him. I can't say his name for shit, but he's got charisma know. like for days. Yeah. You know, and I think he's going to know. Like it. an odd choice to... And he's going to be in Batman? He's going to be, yeah. yeah it's um, It's been official. Wall Street Journal has said that um, he will be playing Deathstroke in um, Affleck's new Batman movie. It's a strange cool. pick, but whatever. He's I'm a big ready. dude. Charismatic. I'm game. Yeah. He's cool. huge, too, isn't he's he? He's massive. Is he bigger yeah. than Affleck? Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's got to be, right? be like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. I mean, well, he for was anyone a, to fuck with this Batman, he better be big. Yeah. yeah. the last th- I think the last time we probably saw him uh, was what? Pee Wee Herman's... Um, yeah, Big Holiday. Big right? Holiday. Well, who was he in that? He, was he played the, himself. Yeah, he was, <laughs> no way! Really? Yeah, that's Deathstroke. <laughs> huh. You're very excited. That's, I mean, he's just he's weird. fun, though, isn't he? Yeah, like, well, I mean, he's fun in that movie where he's just like... Yeah, yeah. You ever had two in fight over you? No. <laughs> and honestly, I'm a fan of Magic Mike. I didn't get to yeah. see uh, mm-hmm. Magic Mike 2, but I was a fan of Magic Mike 1. You know, he was awesome in that. Yeah. So I'm very happy with um, with oh. these decisions like like this right that's here. That's Mike's So great movie. So, uh, hey, you, you cool with that? Yeah. I don't fucking care. Okay. Let's... Uh, yeah, I, I, get, I, I hate when people get shitty with actor choices before they even fucking see them. Yeah, the only anyways, thing like, that I'm kind of... I'm yeah. probably in line with Seth is like, Deathstroke better not be the main dude because it's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. And uninteresting. I really want that Arkham movie. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, and it'd be original for a Batman movie because we've never spent, you know, like an entire it's movie in Arkham. Arkham. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. So I don't know where they're going with this, but I'm sure we'll find out um, enough soon. So, uh, do you guys like Shia LaBeouf? I do. I used to not like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Fucking Fury? I've never seen Fury. Oh, God. How? I know. It's on my list. Write it down on a page. I'm writing <laughs> it down. Disturbia, Transformers. Okay. Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. So Shia LaBeouf, even Stevens movie. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> See the music videos. 
Shia LaBeouf, I'm a huge fan of him now ever since he's did the the whole like uh Do it. Just do it. Yeah. You know? Fuck I love this guy. And he's fucking off the wall, man. I love him. He and he, he's not afraid to say what he fucking wants to say. I love when he, he went to a, a film festival of just his movies <laughs> and put a webcam on himself of watching all his movies because he had never watched it's any of his own movies. Yeah. And he just put a webcam on himself of him watching his own movies. So I hope that he just doesn't disappear and become the the uh, guy that Hollywood won't cast anymore because he just stepped in some shit this week that I don't think you can get out of. What did he do? Especially when you're in the industry. I'll talk about that in a minute. Let's just real quick talk about Shia LaBeouf and how he wanted to be in Suicide Squad. And wow. he actually had meetings with DC and it didn't happen. They said he was Who'd pretty he, much... He would have been, been a cool boomerang. Um, I think was, it that's was, where um, my mind went to. It wasn't boom, no, it was uh, Eastwood's role. Oh, he's oh. I believe. Don't quote me on that. I think so he would have had four seconds of screen time. Yeah, probably. probably wanted to be like, should have been Nightwing. Yeah, but then yeah. he said Will Smith. They they padded up his role some, and the, I think the character that he was going to play, I think it was the Eastwood role, that um, it had a lot more to do, and then they started giving Will Smith more, and then they said he was too fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, whatever. But um, I don't know. Shia LaBeouf in, a, in Suicide Squad. I like Suicide Squad cast already, so I don't know what else he could have added to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's 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 makes interesting choices as an actor. Yeah, I, I think I, mean, I think like, he's good. But I've it's... liked him lately, like Lawless than uh, Fury. Like I said, do you guys not like Lawless? Uh, it was okay. I I, I, th- I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was good. Yeah. I'd probably give it a three out of five. I didn't think it was anything special. No, I don't but, think it's like a great movie. Yeah, I think the yeah I thought he was he was really good at it. But no, what he ste- ending. what he stepped in this week <laughs> is that he thinks uh, you know he he talked about Steven Spielberg and his time working with him, and he's like you know everybody has all this respect for Spielberg. And, you know, I can kind of see this because I have no... We're talking about the fucking general, okay? We're talking about the goddamn man, right? But if we if we pump the brakes and we listen to Shia LaBeouf here, I see what he's saying. What the fuck has Spielberg done lately? Is that... I what have you done for me lately? He didn't even have a movie in the... You know, that's pretty wild. He hasn't had a movie. Yeah. Like, um, I think Minority Report, um, AI was kind of on there. You know, would probably make my top 25. I enjoy those movies. But he said that you know Spielberg, you know he's not the uh, the creator that we that, Link, that we used to like. 100. Really, he's like he's not the creator that we used to like. He's Spielberg. That yeah, catch me if you can's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's up there too. Because that, yeah. that was um, what, but the last. Two? But yeah, that's the last fifteen. The last ten years, he hasn't done shit for oh, me. Two. He hasn't done shit for me in the last ten. But Shia LaBeouf said that um, he's not the Spielberg that we that we used to love. Now he's a company. He's he's a he's a man. He's like you go to set. And there's no really improvising. Everything's been formulated, and you know every scene's been you know exhausted and thought out. And it's like he's like he's like pretty much fuck him, and he hates the, all the movies except for Transformers One. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, but you once you say that shit, mm-hmm. it's hard to get cast. He's gonna be making movies like American Honey, I think is what it is right now, which is getting good reviews. I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah, so he's gonna be he's gonna be a, he's gonna be floating around the indie circuit, I think, for a while. I don't know if uh, we'll see. Some people can escape that and and start making Hollywood movies again, but then you have some people that just they they say something like that and they get crushed. Spielberg's had like phases, like. 70s and early 80s he was like this you know this young up-and-comer who was making these like really adventurous types of movies that were like geared towards you know you know the mid-20s to you know middle-aged type people then he had you know the late 80s to the through the 90s where he was making family movies that like everyone could go and see and everyone could enjoy and still get a good solid story out of it and i think in the last yeah last 15 he's kind of geared himself towards older audiences 
and I think he's kind of gotten away from trying to include everyone or or finding a niche market that actually goes out and, yeah. and cares about. And you actually watched uh, BFG, which you've told me that you really I, enjoyed. I did like BFG. It got shit on, but I thought it was really good. And see, I don't think it really got shit on. I think it was like what probably seventies, eighties, if I had to guess, um, on Rotten Tomatoes. But I tell you what, like I'm, I'll, I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm gonna check it out. I can't wait to see it. Uh, but I tell you what, there was not one image. From the trailer, not one image that I thought would looked interesting. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, you, I wasn't interested okay. from the trailer. I just kind of got like, hey, we're going to a movie tonight. Let's go watch something. Yeah, and you uh, shouldn't feel like this. that with Spielberg from a trailer. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you shouldn't. And I did. But then, uh, yeah, I watched it. It's it's good. The top it's, 10 material, maybe? So, 70, this year, yeah. probably. 75. Yeah, yeah, so yeah that's what I thought. Was kind of, but only because this year was, kind of sucked a lot. So. Huh? I just watched Jaws yesterday. So yeah? So first time? No. <laughs> first time, Scott? <laughs> Is that movie news? Said watch Jaws. Showed up on Netflix. It's still good. You know what else is on Netflix, Seth? High Rise. That's sad. <laughs> Easily the worst movie this year. Yeah, Seth and I watched that together. Easily the worst Not movie. Not good. Um, and I think a lot of people like High Rise, but it is fucking weird, dude. Intentions is better. Probably. Stop sucking. You can't say your own movie is better. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just, um, uh, something I am... make your list. Something I, <laughs> something I am excited about Spielberg, though, is, um, his dystopian American future, which is Ready Player One. I've mm-hmm. never read the book. I, I heard, you know, some people say it's one of the most um, American iconic novels of the last blah, 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 and I've heard some people say it's highly overrated. But I will say this, I don't know nothing about the book, but man, have you guys watched, seen the, uh, uh, the set footage? I, yeah, I've not watched any of it. I yeah. haven't gave a shit. Okay. Man, look at the set footage, though. It looks Spielberg. It looks fun. I like the world that he's creating What's here. What's Spielberg? Huh? What's Spielberg? It, it looks like AI. It looks like AI. It looks like uh, like the, the cars and stuff in the background. It's like which... War Horse, but good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not give a shit about a, a kid's relationship with a fucking horse. Lord, <laughs> oh fuck! Um, but no, it looks it looks um, very entertaining. It looks like there's a, a love that's going on in, in the with the uh, the pre production um, and the the behind the scenes footage that I've seen looks like something that has an eye to it. So um, I'm very excited about that. So I'm hoping that I for for myself get a Spielberg movie that I actually like in the last ten years. Um, that would be exciting for me. Um, let's see. Before I just keep on rattling off, if there's, is there anything that you guys had? For movie news, because I might have some that you have, so let's uh, go around. Go ahead, Spence. So I'll, I'll go with the most important one. Josh Collard reported it on the uh, Facebook page a little earlier. Breaking news: Paul Thomas Anderson mm, yep. has signed with Daniel Motherfucking Day Lewis for a movie that's supposed to release late 2017. Uh, they that's broke soon, it, isn't it? They, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to start shooting the beginning of the year, come out by the end of the year. Um, they brokered the deal at uh, a film. Uh, Convention con, yeah, film con. Yeah, yeah there's a ton uh, of thirty-five there. million dollar budget. So biggest deal signed at a film convention. But man, uh, those two names they go yeah. together for yep. some reason. I don't quite know they why. Work together, so <laughs> they're <laughs> fucking great. Um, so man, I could not be happier. Yeah. Um, and when you hear something like you know, um, I guess it's gonna be set in the world of 1950s fashion. Yep. When you say that, I'm like, okay, who gives a shit, right? But, but then you tell me. You know, Daniel Paul Thomas Anderson and Dan- Day yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm like, okay, shit sounds like it'd be complete madness, yeah. <laughs> but in a good way. Again, know? like I said, Daniel Day-Lewis working in a pizza shop. All yeah. right, I'll watch it. Have you watched There Will Be Blood? 
It's on my list now. I have There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. Well, when are and you the not rest doing anything? Dude, I can't wait to see what you <laughs> That's have That's a to lot say. of hours of movies. Those I can't, are some yeah. heavy movies, I too, can't so. wait for you to watch The Wrestler, dude. Yeah. Dude, I can't all wait. I mean, being a wrestler, it's, it's, it, it was like a time when like I had stopped watching wrestling, and I only got back into it in like the last year and a half or so, but like it was like kind of right in the middle of when I stopped watching it to when I've gotten back in, and it kind of like... Still, yeah. Still yeah. fucking incredible. One, one of the things that makes Brad, okay, my DNA is G.I. Joe's and wrestling from back in the day. I've completely fallen off the wrestling train. Yeah. But I had protective sleeves for my WWF <laughs> wrestling magazines. I traded those shit like people were trading basketball cards, you oh, know? Yeah. Um, so it's a big part of me. And the wrestler is, I'm like, wow, they tapped right into it, man. Mm-hmm. It's uh, such a beautiful movie. And then just because it's timely and on point. So the Chris Benoit biopic yeah. called Crossface found a new director finally, which that thing's been floating around like it's not going to get made. Uh, Lexi Alexander, a German director, mm-hmm. uh, she did the wonderful Punisher Warzone. I mean, woo! <laughs> uh, she's lately been working on TV. Like she's worked on some episodes of Arrow, Supergirl, Limitless, American Gothic. Right on. I haven't heard about. Do you that think one. it's a good idea for them to do a movie about him? God no, but it, it's gonna be so like fascinating at the same time. Yeah. If you don't know the story, Crispin was the wrestler who double like, murder suicide, murdered his wife and child, and then just didn't show up for a pay per view. And <laughs> they were like, "What's going on?" And they held a big tribute for him. And then they were like, "Oh, he oh, killed crap. his whole family, not just himself." And, and then so all the so the the kind of real drama now is. Um, a lot of people tie it to what happens to your brain after Concussion. multiple concussions because he put his body on the line. They said he had the brain of an 80-year-old man. Yeah, so like the, a brain that looked like 10 times worse than the worst NFL brains they've seen wow. from concussions. He his, his signature move was, was a, a flying headbutt. Head Jump off the top rope. If, you, if I could just show you a few chair shots the man took while jumping into a metal chair. like yeah. So that's kind of the thing it, it, because people believe it... it makes a dementia where he was apparently the nicest guy ever was nice mm. to everyone but then he just had these just, moments where he would snap, snap and then he'd come back so it's gonna be a biopic then yeah. that's what they're looking for yeah it's called crossface what did you think of the uh, documentaries this year um there was a jake the snake and uh, oh jake the snake is fucking I really emotional to watch yeah top um, 10 material of the year no. Is it this year? No, it uh, is. Yeah, loud, Whatever it is, yeah. it's not top ten, but it's good and it's worth your time. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another documentary in there that's uh, based off wrestling that I think that you watched this year, I thought. No, I think it was, uh, I watched another movie that was very relatable at okay. the same time. But yeah. Um, And we talked about this briefly. Um, Is there any movie news that you guys want to get into? I Do you have anything written down? Anything. No. There's another Underworld movie coming out. Yeah, talk about oh, it. Yeah. Fuck. I, I don't care about Underworld, but I know there, there's a lot of people who do. So let's. I love go one. Ahead. Apparently, that I'm the. Only... I didn't care for any of them, but okay. No, but no, no. Seth, there's a lot like, of people. There's a lot of people out there who yeah, like it. So uh, tell, us, tell us your thoughts on Underworld. Okay, so like I I like one a lot, and yeah. then I like the first ten minutes of two because it's all like <laughs> is that the pre- trial? <laughs> it's all prequel stuff. Okay. Yeah. Is that the trial or is no? That... It's like where you kind of learn a little bit about Marcus, and you see them, and they're all like in their night outfits and like. Yeah. Way before like where we live now, and I'm like, that's so cool, vampire movie with the riding horses. That's fun, and but then we don't see any more of it. That's favorite the, 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 That's <laughs> fun, and then the third one's all prequel, and I was excited. Fourth one sucked dick. Like it was, yeah, it was so bad. I was so mad. And then this one looks like we're kind of getting back to basics, where it's just like screw all the bullshit of the fourth one. We're just gonna have vampires fight werewolves. I'm all about that. 
Yeah. I was pissed at this trailer. Like, the first half of it was all old footage. Ah, yeah, and I was kind of yeah, like, that's... where's the new footage? Where's the new footage? And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. That let's, sounds let's bad already. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is there? They just don't have anything to show for a trailer? Is that what I don't know. Well, footage? they're just talking where's about the her. Like shit. Well, no, they were just talking about like her okay. journey, and then okay, it shows the you. first one, then the second okay. one, and then that the third one. Then. Yeah, and right. then it's like boom. Remember, fans, you kind of like this thing. Yeah. Come on back. I don't know. I was an evil trilogy. Like yes, no. I think that this is. I think this is hands down better than. Or I think that. Underworld One's better than any of the Resident Evil. Well, yeah, movies. but the the you have to take the group versus. Yeah, the group. I know. So what? I mean, Which is better? Did you guys Underworld. watch that Resident Evil trailer? There's a new one. Oh, yeah. God. Why do they keep doing this <laughs> shit? I do. No, no, it's like part twelve. And I they're claiming know. this is it. This oh, is the last. It is it the so... same Wesker? Or is it a new she's, Wesker? Hey, hey, she's going back to the hive. Oh, did she get the... no. She's going to Raccoon City. That's her. Oh, is that? She's going back. She's going back to the hive because it's the little girls down there. The computer program. Oh. Are you coming back? Those those games have such great stories. I don't know why you. Didn't. I don't know how it doesn't transition like, to movie. Because well, those cry. games have some old rice. Well, we stories. talked about Paul Thomas. Some really cool action scenes yeah. though, like him throwing the glasses, and then they tried to do that in the movie. It just wasn't nearly as cool. Dude. The only cool part was Nemesis of the movies. We talked about Paul Thomas Anderson, but I think it's important to to call out P.T. Anderson. <laughs> P.T. Anderson Why we is because he a fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> he, he, he directed, he directed Res, all the Resident Evils, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he ever gave that up. I don't Why know. would you? Those gems. Yeah, right. He's probably, I mean, hey, people go I know people fucking go and drove. Whatever, he's living so the life, easy. probably. He's actually married. I think he's, he's sucking he's, zombie dick somewhere. But yeah, but it's people like, man, if you could go out there and make like seven subpar shitty movies, subpar yeah. movies, but you're, you're having fun, you get to make movies and whatever. But he did um, Resident Evil 1, which... Resident Evil One was about the hive. You get to the hive. I want to see, um, like, I want to see zombies kill people, right? But the hive kills everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And then he directed Alien. No, 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 no. Lasers kill everyone yeah. in that movie, you not got, the hive. You got zombies, yeah. right? But then the motherfucker, the motherfucker went around and he did the same goddamn thing with his next movie. <laughs> he made Alien versus Predator One. And instead of aliens and predators fighting people, who did the killing? The fucking booby traps in the tomb. Ancient lasers. <laughs> Ancient lasers. And I'm just like, gee, you made the same fucking movie. You let's go to the other ground. And how much more money did he make? Jesus. No Christ. work, all payoff. He's only made one movie that I've liked, and yeah. I don't know how he made it because I actually find it highly enjoyable. And it's uh, Death Race with uh, Jason Statham. Yeah. It's Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart. They in prison. Oh. In prison. But um, yeah. So let's talk about the Crow. The Crow will begin production in January. So it's not. It looks like it's confirmed now. Jason Momoa will be the crow. Like, like I said, like I don't even know. I, I thought the original crow was fucking shit. I think it's only remembered because of Brandon Lee, uh, and it's Brandon Lee is only memorable because he died and because he's the son of someone who, who, who died. Who's this, who's he the son of? Uh, some probably Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. Curtis. Uh, no, Bruce Lee's son. Oh they yeah. Both yeah. died. Oh wow. Still a shit fucking movie. See, I will it brought, say it's been a while since I've watched The Crow, but I will say that soundtrack is completely solid. And it brought that culture to the it did, to it the did. light. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that I guess we wouldn't have got Sting revamped in the yeah. like, <laughs> without it. Well, I think the world looks dirty too. Please, I think right? I think they did a good yeah. job bringing that that world. Very to comic booky graphic novel. Yeah, feel. I, yeah, yeah, I think it, uh, and I love that Turtles thing. One feel. Yeah, 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 and it's got some. I like always like someone. If, if anybody's ever having a bad day, you know what I always tell them? It can't rain all the time. <laughs> Straight up. Wait, the, Andrew, Paul, W. S. Anderson did Mortal Kombat. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. P.T. Anderson. <laughs> what do you mean the he's first, made all bad movies? The first Mortal Kombat. He made the first Mortal Kombat. Love it. It's been too Especially long. when it's Reptile comes out of that statue. Shut up, that's awesome. <laughs> it's the worst part of the movie it's the by best far. The yeah. nut punch is the best part. He makes so much shit, but he's one of my least favorite directors. Um, but, and Jason Momoa doesn't even make any fucking sense. He's huge. He's yeah, massive. well, I, how is how are three guys gonna beat up his girlfriend? He's what? gonna kill him. What happens in the crow? They like beat the crap out of it's his girlfriend, raper. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with it. Yeah. All I know is it's gonna be better than Eddie Furlong being the crow. Can't be. <laughs> Can't be. Oh. The goat Eddie Furlong. I I do like the I do like the crow. Um, it, it, there's some great lines in the crow too, like victims. Aren't we all? You know, I think there's some great lines in the crow. Um, the soundtrack. So edgy and it's cool. One, it's one of my favorite. I, no, I would say it's probably the gambit of our generation. Smith CD yeah. and cut himself. Hands down. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna, we have to do this soon. Is that an essence to the we soundtrack? Might just have, we might have our next podcast. <laughs> top 10. No one's watching this shit. <laughs> top 10 um, soundtracks. Movie soundtracks. That's impossible. Might be a crow would make my top. Ever? What? Yep. Uh, you are oh. high on so oh, no, Dude, no, it's awesome, man. You, I mean, have so you top 10 ever? Yeah. Grunge music? Like, no, it's, it takes you. You know what's crazy? Ba-da-da. Okay, well, soundtracks or scores? Which one we going Same, with? both, all. Same thing. We'll do both. Yeah, it's not Two different top, weeks. It's not making top 100. <laughs> no, I do love, I mean, you got Stone Temple Pilots, you have Deftones, and that's not even my kind of music, but it creates that world. And I think that's important to note. It might not be your favorite kind of music, but it really does bring a, um, a razor sharp edge to that world. Wouldn't you agree, Seth? Put them in the I like the edge. crow. I like the crow. I don't know what you guys are thinking. I mean, I. Where's Brian still when you need him? <laughs> It's fun. He's on his honeymoon. Fun. <laughs> All right, let's it's get. It's a great in. catchphrase. You need to get a shirt. I'm you very should. curious what you guys say about this one. Okay, um, it's fun. Mark Hamill I and like Kevin Conroy. They're not ready to hang up their uh, voice acting. I mean, quite you're yet. not. You can't. Wait, wait, wait. You want them to go out on their last shit? Because I didn't get to watch that, but I've heard some bad stuff from. Uh, I think everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So we, you want that to be their last thing? No, but did you hear what they want to do? Go ahead and tell me. Did they want to do Hush or... Uh... Hush is cool. No, it's not. Hush is cool. Hush was only good because it was an excuse for Jim Lee to they draw... Don't draw some pic- cool shit. Some cool pictures. It's all right story. It's only okay. Yeah. Most are good animated stories. What are they going to do? Keep putting Barbara in? Most are <laughs> <most laughs> good animated stories aren't based on good stories. <laughs> Thank you. Give me one. Oh, you give me one. I was going to say, Under the Red Hood's like the one that's like, hey, we made a better movie than what the book was. Yeah. yeah. And it's usually and done regarded- it once. <laughs> <laughs> what was you guys are going to hate fuck right. each other, aren't you? So, it, so <laughs> you, say, you say go make another Let's one. do this. You shit. say leave it be. I say. I haven't seen. I uh, say that they need to pull their heads out of their butts. Yeah. <laughs> because. I don't know what they were thinking with Killing Joke. Didn't you tell me that the Joker's voice was... It's, oh, di- it's very dark and different. Yeah. yeah, the whole... I mean, you can hear it in the trailer when he's like, it's Why not like, aren't you laughing? I'm like, that's it, not Mark... So it's not Batman Beyond? Like, is it Batman Beyond? That he was... What was the one where Mark Hamill... Did you really like him? Uh, I like him Mask movie. of the Phantasm, actually. Okay, okay. I think that's he sounds awesome thinking. in that movie. So completely yeah. different, huh? Yeah, very wow. different. But, but you can't have the same Joker voice if... I know he's gotten older right. and stuff. Well, just the story, the that Joker. I know, but I just, 
I don't know, like the the couple movies that they threw out there that I was uh-huh. just, or the couple books stories. I'm like, just let it go, guys. Uh-huh. Just let it go. I mean, you already killed the best one, so I don't know what I don't Legends know. Legends never die. I they just get remembered. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's kick no, this next piece over to Santa. Kyle. Uh-oh. Mel Gibson told Deadline that Batman v Superman was a piece of shit. A lot of waste, and it shouldn't cost that much money to make garbage. <laughs> he's right. Mel Gibson is like a fucking crazy asshole. No one can deny that. But you also can't deny he makes great fucking movies. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Apocalypto he's is very underrated. Apocalypto, yep. like, I'm not religious, but Passion of the Christ is a great yeah, movie. Yeah, I think so too. Um, like, he knows what he's doing when he's behind a camera, and so, yeah. Fuck, I'll, I'll watch a Mel Gibson-directed DC movie. Fucking give Mel Gibson, uh-huh. you know, $500 million, whatever the fuck BBS costs to make. Let him make a goddamn movie. It'll, yeah. He, he was pissed. It was out of nowhere, too, yeah, I think. I, I got the, the funny question. It was out of nowhere. It was fueled by scotch. Did, did, <laughs> did, uh, did Apocalypto and Passion... Well, Passion of Christ did, never mind. But did Apocalypto make as much money as BBS? Oh, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Passion of Christ made boatloads oh, yeah, of money. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. I was about to lump them both together. I'm like, wait, churches just like yeah. found everyone Oh my god, it was crazy. Like, I think people oh, watch skip, Jesus get beat the People show. skip church to go watch Passion of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go watch the Jesus beating movie, kids. I thought it was funny, though. I, I'm a fan of though. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Passion of the Christ? Isn't he? He's back for more. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're doing a sequel. Isn't he working on one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why really? wouldn't you do it? Yeah, you know that? What? Yeah. What? What is he going to make? No, there is a Titanic story. two. Right after there, that? If if he's going, because I mean, after the crucifixion is the resurrection. Resurrection. So I mean, it's it's. What are you going to do? Show Jesus in hell for three days? Cool. Hard to tell, probably. I'll Mel fucking Gibson. watch that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mel Gibson will go crazy with that. Um, Untitled Resurrection of Christ Project. Yeah. See, like, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that's what it was about. But that's one two punch. I'm surprised it wasn't made years. Well, it probably would have been if it wasn't for all of his what, what else legal Gibson stuff. Directed? Hacksaw Ridge is coming. Okay, out. I've heard great things. About can that. I say something about Hacksaw Ridge Go though? Ahead. You guys, oh, you showed me one of the, the greatest scenes of my life. Okay, and I didn't even know about this movie. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> Watch the trailer for Hacksaw Ridge, and I don't know if I can ever take this movie serious because there's a scene um, in uh, what's that movie even Wonder called? Wonderlust. Wonderlust, where he's looking at the movie, he's like, "I'm gonna show you my dick." Yeah. He's like, Duh. "My gonna... dick," and just the way that he talks in the mirror, that sounds like um, Andrew Garfield the entire movie of Hacksaw Ridge. Mm-hmm. He just sounds like the character looking in the mirror talking about his dick, but trying to be serious in yeah. wartime. So, I don't know. And it seems very pretentious. Like, a guy... Do you know what Hacksaw Ridge is about? No. Nope. It's about a guy who won't pick up a gun. He goes through boot camp, and he he, does, he won't kill anybody. He won't point a gun at nobody. He's like, I'm going to go out to wartime, you know, during... I Was it World War One, World War Two? World War Two. And he's like, I'm going to go out here, and I'm not going to pick up a gun. But it's, I think it's based off a true story. He ended up saving, like, I don't know, say fucking a thousand lives. I don't give a shit. But, you know some lives. But he saved all his <laughs> lives without a gun, right? And I don't know. That just seems kind of like, just pick up a motherfucking gun. I don't know. That's but not, isn't, isn't that but kind that, of that dude's, that dude's not a movie. I know, He doesn't right? pick up the gun. Yeah. The movie. But I, dude, I'm curious. We'll watch it afterwards. I want to see if you guys think it sounds like Paul Rudd from yeah. Wonderlust. But um, I'm excited about Mel Gibson um, getting back. I've heard great things about Bloodfather. I've heard mm-hmm. Bloodfather is just a great, fun action flick, like an old school throwback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a big fan of getting Mel Gibson back. 
Okay. Um, we no, I'm I'm serious. Like people, you want your old fuckers in front of that camera, <laughs> dude. I do, I do. Um, I I totally respect um the uh, the the older actors and Mel Gibson's the kind of guy, and I'm really rooting for Mel Gibson because like you know people suck, people do bad things, you know. Um, he's done some horrible things, said some horrible things, but you know it's a uh, especially as moviegoers and just as humans, man. I hope we can get past that, forgive him, and give him a second chance and see if he can't shine from that, man. I just hate to see people just. Shit, 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 shit on someone until they fucking just throw away their life, commit suicide, you know, or just become darker people, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's, I hope How he How do you get darker than he already is? Uh, he probably, he could fucking, he, yeah, he could fuck a, a dog. He's, he's not Woody Allen? He could fuck a dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's get into this real quick. We'll spend a whole lot of time on this, but, uh, let's start with Seth. Uh, Boba Fett Snoke Theory. <laughs> Did you watch Don't even bring this shit up. Did you watch that? Get this no. shit the fuck out of my house. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was so shit. Like, we last, like, last week or the week before, we talked about a great theory. Yeah, with Palpatine and Ray. I love it. Yeah. Fucking love it. A horrible piece of shit theory. But what... what that people want to fucking suck Which one, the Ray? Yes, yeah, all but, of this bullshit. Yeah, but what about the... Dude, it's going to be one of these that we're talking <sighs> about eventually. So, which would you rather have, the Ray no, or the Boba Fett? I'd rather shoot myself in the dick with a tranquilizer. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to go see episode 10 with you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun. Like, I told you! I told you! It was Boba Fett! Because why wouldn't you cast Boba Fett? <laughs> Dude, I think that sucks. I really do. If you're Boba Fett, and to come back after all these years and be like, uh, to turn, um, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ren. To yeah. turn Ren to the dark side. To, you know, get and then back at his dad. Just all to get back to Han Solo. It seems like so overdramatic. Yeah. It's so, so shitty. <laughs> Why don't you just shoot him in the oh. head? So if you guys haven't watched it, watch the Boba Fett is a snow thing. It's so shitty, don't, man. Just don't. Just don't. jerk off instead. <laughs> you can do it at the same time. Right. No, you can't. Ryan Johnson but actually has like a... Right away. Have you ever seen Ryan Johnson, the picture of Ryan Johnson with a card says, Not your Snoke Theory? No. Yeah, it's funny. Like, like supposedly they have it in the bag where it's like nothing that we're thinking of, and I hope that's true. I really do. I hope it's something that you know, not so purgatory. Fucking, yeah, right. It's all <laughs> Star Wars. Always been purgatory. Um, what? Nathan. Lost. Yeah, Nathan, yeah. Nathan. I don't know if you guys watched seeing the post today. I didn't get sucked in, Nathan. If you listen to this, I did not get sucked in. <laughs> did you see it tonight? Uh-huh. He said. What did it say? It's the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, yeah. and it was like, Star Trek's the real Star series, not Star Wars. Oh, I'm like glad I didn't see that shit. Yeah, I just put no comment. <laughs> I would have found the biggest, blackest BBC cog I could and just put it. I have found inner peace. <laughs> I Why? Will not, I, fucking, I will not fall into that's that. That's not what the internet's for. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let this, I'll, Spencer will fight the battles. <laughs> Um, Johnny Depp will investigate the murders of Biggie and Tupac in a movie called Labyrinth. What? <laughs> you, you, just heard about like, you just put eight movies together in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and you, it is titled the name of another movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope he's the character, I hope he's the character from Tusk and Yoga uh, Hosers. <laughs> Trying to figure out the, the oh death God. of, uh, LaPont, whatever his name is. That'd be yeah. great, wouldn't it? What uh, happened to Johnny Depp? Yeah. I don't. What the fuck happened, man? <laughs> he did Black Mass. Yeah, I heard Black Mass was good. I'm, but... Yeah, I'm. What was it? It was okay. I mean, yeah, his performance was great. The movie was so far. Did you like that? Did you? No, actually... I wanted to see it. Yeah, I think his performance is fantastic, but right. just a subpar movie. But um, Stallone, believe it or not, I'm <laughs> fucking die. No, no. I'm of gonna shit. throw this in here. Like this is this is like wild too. Stallone was actually going to direct this, or at least a, a biopic. Yeah, you could direct. He was gonna direct a biopic on Biggie and Tupac. 
like five, six years ago, and it just disappeared. He was going to play the... Um, I think he was going to play the guy who was actually looking for Biggie and Tupac's, you know, uh, killer. And now that just disappeared. Now Johnny Depp's picking it up. You know what I say? Like, whatever with this. I want the creators of Straight Outta Compton, okay? If, if we're going to get into uh, finding the, the, you know, doing a biopic, get them to do it. I, why, I don't know. I, why, I, why wouldn't you not? I guess because it's a culture thing, too. So this is going to be about a bunch of white guys in suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to trace down this information. Because did we ever find out if we're gonna get like a um, like a straight out of Compton? Better lack of better. Are they word, doing sequel? a Tupac movie? Is yeah. it the same people? They have a Tupac movie. Yeah, but is it the same people? I think so. I know the guy's different, but I think uh-huh. it's the same. See, why, dude? I think he nailed it in Straight Outta Compton. It's like that's. I'm sucks. sure they found a better dude. Yeah, they're going. <laughs> I think you. Yeah. I mean, out of everybody, maybe that dude couldn't act, and he could just do the yeah. voice. So yeah, is that pretty wild though? Johnny Depp will Johnny Depp will investigate the murder of Biggie. No, that's fucking weird. But Dick feels funny. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it does. Aren't related. Spencer, let's start on this one with you. Um, Bond rumor. So just a rumor. I don't give a fuck about Bond. No, just a rumor. So see what you think. Tell me if it's gonna happen. 150 million. Two Bond films. They really want Daniel Craig back. What? Doesn't he want to be done? Yeah, but can you say no to 150 million? No, you can't. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Dude, will the next movie even make 150 million? Probably, but yeah. it, I can't stand. I love Daniel Craig as Bond. But James, he has not made a fucking good Bond movie, except for maybe because he changed the, the the writing team, everything like that. Did but you watch yeah. the latest one? No, because you told me it was just oh. a pile of tears and a bathtub. It? It's so trash, dude. See, no one even gave a shit about that. And I think Skyfall was a. Um, it, it was it was probably the best. Well, I've only ever watched Casino Royale. With Casino, Bond yeah, movies, Casino so. Royale is is good, but Skyfall was like a, a post nine eleven. It's like Dark Knight. Like they took all the beats from Dark Knight and made Skyfall. You know. Um, there's a lot of similarities there, um, so I didn't even care for Skyfall. Um, have you guys heard anything about the Bad Batch? I know if you think back, Seth, you have, because it was on my top ten, um, and most anticipated movies of 2016. Yeah. So, refresh you here. Dystopian Future, Mm -hmm. with Jim Carrey, Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves, and Jason Momoa, (laughs) and Giovanna Ribisi. Okay, I'm out. (laughs) Wait, wait, when did you jump off on that? (laughs) And it was Jim Carrey... (laughs) Followed by Keanu Reeves. Because those both are the most two spotty actors of all time. This might be the most craziest shit ever filmed. It's called The Bad Batch. Um, It's a desert wasteland dystopian future. Woman gets captured by cannibals and has to kick ass to the wasteland. Sounds a little bit like uh, Fury Road. Seven hours ago, The Bad Batch review, a half-cooked cannibal tale. Seriously? (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a review of it already? Yeah. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm not making this shit up. It's on Collider. Go check wow. it out. That's a tiff too, huh? So yeah. it must have just premiered, huh? Well, it sounded interesting. So well, anyway, yeah, fuck that movie now. It's fucking Keanu Reeves and Jim Carrey. <laughs> what Jason Momoa. I like Keanu together. Reeves when he's good. Yeah, but how many movies does it take to get a it's good Keanu Reeves? Yeah, and he yeah. just put out John Wick. Yeah. So we, we have to gotta wait six <laughs> movies. <laughs> Did you guys happen to watch the Holy Musical, Batman? Rating C+. Uh, plus. I did not see that one. Wow. Um, I think it's worth your Sounds time. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Just so you know that uh, it's put on by a uh, by a college kids. And costumes are spot on. I don't know. I uh, I just watched the second act today. And I was like, hey, that's, that's a lot of fun. I posted on Adventures yesterday. Oh, cool. So you guys should check that out. <laughs> anyway. uh, so it's basically saying, like, it's got good shit. It just doesn't work as a uh, movie. Hmm. Like, cool idea, cool situations, but it just hmm. doesn't gel. Um, if uh, it's there's cinematic blue balls, 
If there's <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> if there's uh, nothing else that you guys want to talk about, I would like to talk about two trailers and what we're gonna do real quick. We're just gonna call it versus. Okay. Well, we used to do Rotten Tomatoes, guess the score, stuff like that. All we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about these two trailers. Which movie are you more excited about? Okay. Um, let's start with you, Kyle. Did you watch the Gold trailer? Yeah. Okay. And we watched Live by Night. Gold trailer stars Matthew McConaughey. Um, he stumbles upon a jungle gold, largest gold find, I guess, in history. And uh, Live by Night, which is directed by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck. He has a pretty good track record when it comes to directing. And it's a, uh, looks like a, what you would call, I guess, a mafia movie, crime film. So ah. looks looks uh, looks pretty interesting. Ah. So which one? Are you most excited in anything you have to say about those two trailers? Uh, gold looked awful uh-huh. to me. Overproduced, I, that, maybe? Yeah, I, I, it seems like a really fucking try-hard movie. Mm-hmm. It's Matthew McConaughey with bald hair and a weird accent. And, I, like, he's just trying to be really scuzzy. I, it's The premise seems really awful. It's based on a true story, apparently. A guy finds gold and it just... On a hunch, goes into a fucking another country to look for gold and finds a <laughs> the biggest dime. gold mine ever. <laughs> He's and, gonna be broke, <laughs> and he makes you know like three hundred billion dollars, and then the FBI's after him. It just looks really fucking convoluted and stupid. Uh, Affleck looked a lot better, and a, the town, you know, Gone Baby Gone. Those were two movies that I considered for my top ten yeah, pretty heavily. Um, so yeah, I mean, Affleck has a really good track record, and it looked interesting. It looked. It looked kind of like the town set in, you know, the early 1900s. Did you like him in the hat? Something oh, weird about that. You've got this fucking... Well, even, even Seth came in. He's like, Dick Tracy. Yeah. Ben Affleck is Dick Tracy. I think it's the big suit, too. Is that what, I don't know. Shoulders. Something just doesn't... It looks odd on he's him. Maybe it's, modern Boston maybe it's just accent. like Sissong really Batman. Know. I don't know. It just looks a little different on him. What do you think? Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about Gold? I mean, I like the premise. I like swashbucklers and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers <laughs> or swashbucklers. But I like the idea. Movie. There might be some Molly pirates. Check, please. <laughs> but I like the idea of like treasure hunting and stuff like that. Like I think that's a lot oh, of fun. Oh yes, you do. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that was a euphemism? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I like that kind of that kind of idea, but I didn't think that that looked very good. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What did you think? I, I thought it looked all right. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of current McConaughey, so I'm interested. But yeah, it doesn't look like a solid movie. It's like Wolf of Wall Street. Fear or something. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Jesus, guys. Where's Scott? Jump to. Come on, Scott. Um, so yeah, Gold doesn't seem like a fully fleshed out idea. It looks like they're jumping on the bandwagon of McConaughey to... Try to get a good performance and sell Oscar some Bain. movie tickets. Uh, Oscar Beatty for sure. So I'm interested to see his performance. I don't really care about the movie. Um, I forget that there's another movie where it's all about fast food and it's the founder. Yeah, that movie that looks good. great. It looks like similar to it, but better. <laughs> yeah. So check out the founder if you guys haven't Michael checked Keaton, out that trailer. Oh yeah, that looks really good. Has that, yep. has that been released yet? Like the trailer. Limited? I just watched the trailer. The trailer's been okay. Out yeah, for we, a while. we talked yeah. about that like yeah, a while ago. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's the superior of this movie. So yeah, Affleck. I I, I know a lot of other people don't, but I liked Argo a lot as well mm. as the other ones. So. Affleck could do no wrong. Yeah, I'm uh, with you guys. Um, Live by Night. Gold trailer, I think, would be awesome if it was directed by Ben Stiller and it was like a like a half. No, like a half. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. listen, Like a like if it was directed by Ben Stiller and it was like a uh, half-ass serious like sequel to like Tropic Thunder. 
That looks fun. Matthew McConaughey in a fat suit. I, I'm down. Another thing you said made sense until I heard <laughs> Tropic Thunder sequel, and I'm just down for any Tropic Thunder <laughs> no, 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 sequel. No, okay, I think the great comedy for this comes when you, you can take something like in the history where it's like a you a know man jungle around his yeah, jungle tidies. goal. Yeah, I mean, you this movie looks just overproduced, and you need a, you need a spark of fun in it. I think like someone that like Ben Stiller could have put something fun into this, you know, made it something original instead of just like every other movie that comes out every other year. And that's what it kind of looks like to me. So um, I would like to have seen something fun. Yeah, very forgettable. Live by Night, though, I have to say, like, I'm not super excited by it. You know, like, I like mafia films, but it didn't have a lot of energy in the trailer. It might just be a bad trailer for me. Um, it, did you guys get excited about the trailer? It kind of reminded me of, uh, what was that Johnny Depp That's movie? what I was trying to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah Public yeah, Enemies. Yeah, yeah, it kind of yeah, had yeah. a Public Mahal- Enemies It had a little bit of Mahal, it. not Mahal, um, it had a, a Miller's Crossing. shoot it on digital, like, fucking Public Enemies. Yeah, exactly, because that looks like piss, man. Mm-hmm. And that's a Michael Mann Especially thing. for a time Miami piece, Vice. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So I hope that they can get in there. I, I want a good gangster flick, and I just hope that uh, you know this is a good gangster flick. I, I'm not excited about the trailer. Um, I'm more excited about Ben Affleck's Accountant um, that comes yeah. out uh, next month. You know than I am about this. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the pacing seems weird on that trailer. Sorry. Which one? Live by Night. The Accountant. Yeah. Okay. But it just seems to accelerate so quick. I hope the movie doesn't. Make two big jumps. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not too. Yeah, and what was the other one that you, Lawless you were talking about this oh. earlier? Yeah, yeah. But the brothers it, movie. Yeah, it, and then um, there was another Gangster Squad. Gangster uh, Squad, and what? Yeah, that what was a yeah, great movie. Yeah. That just but what was that other um, Tom Hardy film where he had like the twin brothers? That's and Lawless. That's Lawless. No, 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 no. Lawless had Shia LaBeouf. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But there was another one um, that just came out last year where he had twin brothers. One was like you know um, homosexual. Um, oh, the... Uh, it's Tom Hardy? Yeah, 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 he plays both of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh! Uh, I can't even think of Legendary. Or yeah, legend. yeah, yeah, legend, legendary. Yeah. But yeah, it just, I don't know, it's... it's Live by Night doesn't seem like it's the gangster movie that I wish it God, you know, could Tom be. Tom Hardy is a lot you of know, I want this epic slated. gangster movie so bad, because I've been thinking about it a lot lately with Tarantino, only having three movies left, and I hope one of those are, you know, is it going to be a gangster flick? So when I... The first thing I get is a gangster trailer by Ben Affleck, and I'm a big Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck. I think he's awesome, but um, there's something about this trailer just did not seem energetic to me and not very fun, but um, I would rather watch Live by Night than I mean, it, than it's Gold. the fall, and that's kind of where the, all the Oscar bait movies go, so, I mean, sometimes you're going to get movies that are just very, you know, like I said, convoluted, or yeah. just like forced performances or scripts and stuff. Road Perdition's another one that's in my mind, too. Um, but it's like, yeah, yeah, but sometimes it'll knock it out of the park. Maybe this will just be that that movie that we're like, holy fuck, man. He had one of those up his sleeve, which mm-hmm. could be cool. Um, so let's uh, talk about what we've been watching real quick, go around the table, and we'll end this episode. Uh, what have you been watching this week? Oh, shit. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling. I'm going to the, the pay-per-view in Indy at the end of the month, so I'm trying to, to watch and, and be kept up. Uh, Lucha Underground came back last night, which is fun. If you still haven't watched that, fucking, it's like a comic book movie and wrestling all mixed together, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I mentioned earlier The Lobster. Uh, rented that last night and was just kind of like weirded out, but loved every fucking second of it. Um, I'm watching too much and not enough at the same time. A lot of Kurosawa I'm trying to fucking devour because Seven Samurai is like 19 hours long and I didn't expect <laughs> that shit. Rented that and I was like, oh, I, I'm going to go to bed in like two hours. I'll rent this and watch, knock this one out. I'm like halfway into it. I'm like, God, I got another fucking two hours of this movie. Like, I wonder where the story was going. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's what that's that's what I've been watching. It's Kickboxer Vengeance. Fuck. Why did we watch that? Is it really that bad? Why did yeah, we watch that? How, really? you look, how can you look at that tr- even the poster? I, I, did, I did too. I looked, I I looked, it looked at it too. Fun. I thought it looked fun too, but it was so bad. Oh, it, the the three Amazon Prime shows, you should check those out, that they're doing their pilot season. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, really fucking funny with Jean-Claude Van Damme playing like himself, but also like a secret agent at the same time. It's really <laughs> fucking awesome. cool. The Tick... Uh, Peter Serafinowicz actually is pretty good as the tick. And then I Love Dick was kind of really dry, but I, I can see it. Well, with the title of I yeah, Love Dick. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's pretty fucking good. In it. it was a really good pantheon-worthy scene. And, and you the, said Kevin Bacon and Seth perked up. <laughs> fucking loves tremors. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Seth? Watch Jaws on Netflix. <laughs> How was it? I still like Would that Would you movie. recommend it? I like that movie, Would you guys. recommend Jaws? Yeah. I, I never actually sat and watched it. Oh, really? Like, in its entirety. It's one of those that's like, oh, it's on Sunday. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. just like we'll just have it on in the background or whatever. And uh, there's, just, uh, I guess I'd never really noticed that there is a lot pointing at the ending. Like, a bunch of, like, Steven Spielberg is just beating you over the head with that oh, yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah, where it's just like, hey, don't touch those. That, that those will blow up. Hey, don't. Yeah, Betty ate one of those. Anyway, it's so fucking awesome movie though. So oh, it's really it's great. I love it. I think that underrated. Three... <laughs> <laughs> it's only like a top three horror movie of all time. But you know what? It's fun. <laughs> I'm watching a lot of wrestling too this week. <laughs> yeah, Spencer, what have you been watching? Oh, you know. <laughs> I just want to move it. No. Um, so I've been watching just to stay in suit. So you're the odd one out. I've been watching a lot of wrestling. been uh, catching up on Cruiserweight Classic. What, what do you think about way all this? Way fucking behind. What's that? What do you think about the, just everything going on right now? Like there's so much. Brand splits and CWC is really fucking good. I'm already. You think they're going to be allowed to do that stuff though when they come up? I, th- I think it's going to fail on the main roster. You think me so? personally. Because I, th- I think it's just going to be... the I... th- What makes the CWC is that the crowd is so fucking into it. Dude, and I don't fuck think that, full sale. It's not... It is that crowd. It, no, but I'm, they're into the, the matches. Well, I don't know why they couldn't... Like, I, I hate the full sale crowd so oh, much just because they're assholes. I think they've toned down since Kevin Owens ripped into them before he left. Yeah. But, gosh, they just think that they're just, they're pristine wrestling fans because they get to see NXT every week. Like, fuck that shit. God. I hate it. They're so vocal all the time. But You're yeah. such a hipster. <laughs> the fucking fa- You know what I feel about wrestling? The fans need to calm their shit <laughs> because it's taken away from my fucking Don't they know it's fun? <laughs> Only full sale. Jesus fucking Christ. Only full sale. Anyway, I've been watching that. That's really cool. I like to watch people kick one another. <laughs> Other than that, I know we both watched Hell or High Water. Oh, yeah, yeah. That I really, really enjoyed. I think I gave it a 4.5. You gave it a 4. four. Yeah, yeah. Um, best waitress in a movie oh, fuck to yeah. date. Um, I, I, you didn't like... Uh, the dude. So here's the, okay. Yeah, here's I loved the, him in it. Here's my thing. I don't know if I like him in this. Like, I thought he was going to die every scene. <laughs> Did he look like he was going to die? Are you guys going to watch it? Maybe. Okay. okay. He just, uh, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. I'll keep away from the spoilers, but um, I, I'll i get into what Jeff I thought about Bridges it in a second, but um, after, when it comes down to me, but Jeff Bridges, he does that mumbly thing with his voice, which works, you know, with most Jeff Bridges stuff because it's just something you come to expect now with Jeff Bridges talking like he has marbles in his mouth. But this one, 
Dude, I thought he was gonna fucking die on set. There's a scene at the end where he climbs up a mountain. Yeah. And I was, I looked at April. I was like, I think he's gonna fucking die on that mountain <laughs> just from climbing up because he's so yeah. overweight and old. I was like, I've never seen Jeff Bridges look like he was gonna die in a movie. And I think that's in testament to his performance. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, just straight up. I think that's some amazing work to make you feel that way. Was, uh, that was the the goal of the scene. But uh, to get back on it, fucking a Ben Foster. Ben Foster, yeah. ben Foster baby. This dude could fucking work. He managed his way through Warcraft, which was shitty. It was a shitty movie. <laughs> a shitty script. Hard to, hard to fucking stretch your legs there. But man, he seems so natural in this role from scene to scene and just feels like he, he's a good old boy that's been living yeah. in Texas for a long time. And I will say, this movie makes me never want to go to Texas. Yeah, Texas no is a weird fucking place. <laughs> but makes me want to go to casinos. Yeah. Oh, you gotta have a silver tongue, though. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so I really like that. Other than that, I've been playing video games and working a lot, so... Right on. Um, Hell or High Water, um, I thought it was great. Um, the, my only problems with Hell or High Water was, I, I'm not really for sure where I, I you know, fall on Jeff Bridges, but Ben Foster was great. Um, I was hoping that they would do something a little bit more with this character, because you see a lot of movies where it has the hothead brother, and the hothead brother does the hothead brother thing. So it wasn't really anything new there, but on the same token, what I did like about Hell or High Water was the same thing I liked about, um, I said the same thing about Clown last week, was... It was a great crime film that just, it wasn't anything new, nothing new, but they hit the crime film beats. Fundamentals. Fundamentals, man. And fundamentals, you know, and lately here, so much garbage out, I think, that it's nice just to see someone that has a grasp on what they're fucking doing. Mm-hmm. And they just, yeah, they're just doing the movie right, you know. And um, there was that one unexpected kill, which I'm not going to say who because then, you know. But, yeah. man, that was pretty wild. I did not see that coming. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, so, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was great. It's nice to see Chris Pine in something good, too, that's other than Star Trek. Right. You know, because I like Chris Pine. I've all, I'm always rooting for him. So it was cool to see him. And I do like Ben Foster. So um, just a really solid flick. I don't know if it's in Lafayette anymore. It was only in Lafayette for, like, um, you know, it was two weeks ago. But this is the kind of movie I can see disappearing overnight, you right. know. But um, I think it's getting enough traction. It might stay around. Yeah, it might. I, I don't uh, know. I haven't looked. Good movie. So if you can, go see that. Um, I watched Don't Breathe. Um, we went over uh, to Lafayette 7, like, it, man... 9:20 last night and it was good um it has uh, some of the if you like people on the stairs it has some of the the foundation horror elements to to that story a lot of the same things getting into this house and and, and uh, the reasons that they're doing it and and things like that but um what i did not care for is um and i'll stay away from spoilers here but breaking into a um uh, you know by the trailer uh, what's his name is awesome by the way though um he was an avatar the main bad guy yeah is it scott lang that, that sounds right. right. But anyway, he's an avatar. I hope that he's going to be, um, you know, in Deadpool 2. Um, uh, the cast. The did they cast him? Who did they cast? Kyle Chandler. Did they cast Kyle Chandler? Yeah. I don't think that's confirmed, is it? I, I, yeah, I think Stephen, that was Stephen Lang. Who is it? Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, yeah. Lang. Stephen Lang, man. I, this guy is awesome. You know, I he's got so much um, just energy to him. Um, I would love to see him as Cable. Um, I, I think he was awesome. Um, but... You have a there's this is one of those horror movies that just your characters your mains are just doing dumb shit. There were so many times I looked at my wife and I'm like I would not do that. 
that is fucking stupid. You need to be quiet. You need, I'm just like, I, I like I like smart people, you know, doing smart things. I showed my wife a clip of dog soldiers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's moments in this movie, too, where the bad guy has them. And I'm sorry, you, if a bad guy has me and I know I'm going to die, I'm going to be trapped or taken somewhere, I will fucking ruin you, <laughs> okay? I will throw everything I have at you. That's why I love Neil Marshall movies like Descent and Dog Soldiers. There's a, there's a time when you're faced with a fucking werewolf or something, a demon. I don't give a shit what it is. You're gonna die? You're gonna fucking pull out the knives. You're gonna fucking pull out the, the fucking hairspray and the lighter fluid. You're gonna do anything you can to survive. And there's moments in this where I'm like, you might as well just say, I give up. Take me, you know? So there's just some very odd moments in this. It was okay. I give it a three out of five. It did have some unique beats. But anyway, it's kind of disappointed because a lot of people were um, saying that it was a really good flick. Uh, I just hate seeing dumb people do dumb shit, you know? Um, no Country for Old Men was one of my top movies because it's smart people doing smart mm-hmm. shit through almost the entire movie. Um, I want to see a, a horror film where smart people, you know, go and they do smart things. And, Most people are dumb, right? Yeah, but I don't. But that's what I told April. Like, April's like, they're not smart criminals. And I was like, that's how they were written, you know? And oh, there's, are, there's, they, are they like... There, there, there's one like, there, yeah there's so they're infiltrating this house with a yeah, deaf yeah. guy okay i'm sorry a blind, blind guy yeah blind he's blind because in the trailer it just looks like some teenagers in a weird yeah, place one guy's smart one guy is smart when it comes to like hey we can't steal too much because if we steal too much we'll have a felony okay i like those beats okay yeah. let's not take a gun into the the house because then we'll be in a felony okay yeah. um there's a you know we'll get lesser time i love all that so they're stealing from a blind guy so they're stealing from a blind guy but man a blind guy they know he's blind okay and if you know anything about blind people it's like most of the time um their their hearing is heightened okay and that's just textbook shit they go at nighttime, like midnight, break into this house, and they're making so it's so- darker, so he could see less. <laughs> but they're making they're making so much fucking noise outside of his house. Even I'm like, really? you gotta be fucking kidding me. They're walking up in the house. You know, how floors creak. They're walking all over. They're not even trying. It seems like I mean, just doing got the dumb. Tims on. Yeah, they walk into his fucking room, squeaky do- squeaky door. You know, it, they just do dumb shit, and I'm just like, I was over it. And uh, it's too so bad. It's, like there, a home invasion cool gone wrong. it's a home invasion gone wrong. Is there yeah. cool kill scenes? There, yeah, that's why I give it a three out of five. Okay. There is some unique stuff in here. If you like the horror genre, you're not as critical. I can see a lot of people just is, having fun with it. Is there a reason the dude? I'm never gonna watch it. Is there a reason the dude's a badass? He so was an Iraq like okay. war veteran, and where it comes into oh, is he? He's Scott. I mean Stephen Lang. He's like 55, 60, probably 55, maybe. Okay. But um, it's it, the the parallels that it draws to people one. under the stairs is like you know people under the stairs. I don't know if you guys like that movie. I'm a, I'm a people a fan. Uh, but in that movie, you have a fool who's a young kid. His mom has cancer. He needs to go get gold coins in the basement, kid. You know, <laughs> Bing Rames right tells him he goes over there. He gets the gold. <laughs> is that a good one? Right? No. No, is it bad? <laughs> Damn. Anyway, yeah. gold uh, gold coins in the basement. Over here, they find out that this guy has. You know, they want to get out of this uh, destitute place, so they have they find out that he has, like, you know, almost a million dollars in cash in a safe, but um, they need to jack that so they can escape and have a better life, okay? Both movies, like both, both movies have Rottweilers and, and, you know, like, you know, guard dogs and um, labyrinth in the house, hiding behind the walls and stuff like that. Oh, shit, no. um, but this movie does take a turn, and if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about. It takes a turn. Can I do, it's worth spoilers yeah. all the time. I don't, I don't care. Tend to watch do you it. care? I, this is how I'm watching the movie. Okay, I'm going to end on this one here, okay? But uh, you find out that... Um, um, He's not blind. Well, no, yeah. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Lang, his daughter was killed in a car crash from a young like teenage girl or something. So, an older daughter, right? So he 
kidnaps her, the lady who killed his daughter in the car crash or whatever, takes her down into almost like a rape dungeon, all right? And Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he never forces himself on anybody, right? Never has sex with him, but he takes this nasty fucking plunger that has semen in it. It's fucking nasty, dripping with semen. Cuts out the pants of the girl and... Squirts the semen. Wait, so, you don't mean plunger, do you? <laughs> yeah, you it's mean a like fucking plunger. No, like yeah, a pastry. Yeah, okay. yeah. He like just like right into the vagina, right? And so you find out that this lady's been pregnant for like at least a couple months, probably. Because that works. So yeah, so but then so once you see this plunger, you see what's going on. That's where I'm like earlier, like you fight for your fucking life to get out of this goddamn house, right? It's like I'm gonna throw everything I have at you. I'm not gonna pause on my hits. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be like quiet. Okay, because I'm not gonna let you stick that pastry in my fucking pussy. Okay, so, <laughs> so it is fucked up. And uh, but then you find out. So they they're trying to escape this madman who just wants Holy to put shit. a fucking uh, semen stick in their pussy, and then keep them because they the, the the woman gets killed. So then the new home invasion lady that's in there, they, oh, they want to the use new the new one because like I'm not gonna force myself on you, but you killed the lady that I she actually gets shot because yeah. they tried to save her. Yeah. And then this the new home invasion, you know, people the people that are in there trying to get the money. One's a female. Fucking horror movie. Yeah, and then Jesus they try to pay for the um, uh, semen in her pussy. So they have to. Re- he has to replace her. Yeah, yeah exactly. And they're trying to escape the fucking madhouse. So that was a nice turn where I'm like. Holy shit. Didn't see that coming. I give up on Coming. <laughs> Didn't see that. So anyway, long way around. I watched Kickboxer. Coming. Suck Jean-Claude Van Damme. I like him. I still like him, but he, he was probably the best part of this movie. I, I thought Batista was pretty good. Dave Batista was okay, but this movie, the screenplay, the dialogue, the action scenes, there was nothing that held my attention. I thought it all seemed to suck. All the fights sucked. Actually, St. Pierre was pretty decent, too. Yeah, like, yeah, George St. Pierre was pretty fun for the couple minutes he had on it. Um, and then um, watching Akira Kurosawa movies, trying to catch up with all those. I'm a little bit behind. i got to watch uh, a few more because we're doing a marathon on that soon. Um, and then this weekend, I'm going to be out of commission because I'm going to Horror Hounds. Which horror is gonna be, Hounds. I'm going to the, the Rape Dungeon. Horror? <laughs> or uh, Hounds. Horror Hounds. Um, you know what's going to be there? Fright Night Reunion. Yeah, so I'm pumped. Oh shit, that fucking great movie for 12 year olds. <laughs> Brad Dorf's gonna be there, which is the. Um, uh, oh the, shit, the kid that no one cares about. No, that's fucking the voice of Chucky and Child's Play. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. So, and then um, it's also Mask Fest. This is my favorite convention of the year because they have people there bringing their. Um, uh, their masks and it, it's just awesome to see the practical work that goes into these these masks. So you have vendor after vendor after vendor with with awesome masks. That's where I got my they live mask last year. Um, so I'm really excited about this. And then just sitting in our panels, listening to you know um, them talk about Fright Night, Child's Play, Halloween, Night of the Creeps. So it's gonna be a fun time. So um, I'm looking forward to that. But that, my friends, have, that's what I've been doing. So um, let's go around. Where can they find you? We we talked way more about cum basting, and that's what I thought. We were. It's really a hot topic. Can you tag that on SoundCloud? Cum basting. Cum basting. <laughs> um, you can not your daddy's horror movie. <laughs> I'm gonna be holed up for a week, just crying now. Um, uh, you can find me on the the group Kyle Brown. Um, Movie Script Life, any other place that you can find me. Um, Comebasting.com. Tubs23KB on PS4. Yeah, you, can, yeah. you can watch me uh, leading the division in our Madden League. Oh <laughs> my god. what, 2 and 2 on 4 Suck a dick. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Adler Geek. Why do you have to bring that up? L-A-I-D Geek. Oh, one word. I'm Seth Fisher. 
can find me on the Facebook page. Spencer Edging, find me anywhere. Spence Jedi, find me anywhere else. Uh, we're on Facebook. The conversation begins and ends on Facebook. We're on adventuresinvideoland.com. Check us out there. We're on Instagram, Tumblr, um, all over the place. Um, we have a, a great conversation coming up next week with a guy named Mike who bought the Evil Dead cabin. That's going to be fun. I had to actually cancel a high-profile one so I could hang with the boys this week the and boys. talk about the 21st century. So well worth it. Um, but I got uh, a lot coming. Uh, the prequel strike back. We're going to talk to them. Um, a guy who uh, worked the last five years uh, creating an Indiana Jones um, um, animated. Shot for shit. Oh. Yeah, animated um, oh. film. That I'll be talking with him. A guy who wrote superhero books. All kinds of cool shit coming your way. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, so guys, we live healthy. We try to live healthy. Some of us do. Some of us eat Chinese food and jerk off. Um, I choose to live healthy to live longer, so we can watch more movies. But like I always say, that sounds good in theory. But uh, Spencer will probably outlive us all. <laughs> I live to come again. <laughs> so until until next time, my good people. Peace out. I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> So Kyle Chandler is rumored, by the way, yeah. to play so, Cable. So I'm lost. At the come base thing? Yeah. Okay. So there is <laughs> there is a, a woman who murdered his daughter, and he has her tied up. He's trying up to get his daughter in back the basement. By, by... So yeah. he wants a baby. He oh he wants he, a baby because his they, daughter's his dead. daughter's dead. Oh, so he's like oh the best idea I can do you know. Don't, you know, don't adopt some poor child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm going to... Come based you. I'm going to put my seed he inside you. He needs to you. make another And baby. then he's really cool about it, though. He's like, you know, you're going to be... In- <laughs> he's really no, cool. No, 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 no. Because, like, <laughs> Leatherface is just going to kill you, right? Michael Myers is going to kill you. You know what he says? He's like, you know, I'm not going to... I'm not going to force myself on you. I'm going to come based you. And then, after nine months, I will let you leave. That, that's a... It's not a greatest deal. That's not a good deal yeah, at all. Not the and then she deal. goes, hey, this dude just had me hold up. For you know what months. sounds like a better deal? Shoot me in the fucking well, head. I told my wife at the end of this movie, it made no fucking sense. The end of the movie, movie you find out that you know he gets he falls down the stairs, shoots himself on the side, you think he's dead, right? She escapes, whatever. I doubt that he's ever gonna come back. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Uh huh. How many people go into the house? Uh three. And it, at this point it's just her, right? Yeah. Or are they all dead? Yeah, okay. Just her. Go ahead. Okay. So she escapes, alright. The cops come. All right, and you can clearly see downstairs is a fucking rape dungeon kind of thing. Okay, like oh, people are stirrups, stuff. stirrups um, look like uh, couch seats all over the place. Um, oh, a cum baster. Wait, why do you make this kind of rape dungeon if you're not even going to rape anyone? Right? So, but the cops come. Okay. Fine. <laughs> there, there's a home invasion. There's a there's a home invasion. There's gunshots all over the place. There's broken glass, broken mirrors. Cops are going to search every fucking ounce of this house right she's sitting at home or wherever she is at the end of this movie and she sees oh shit because it says you know this 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 victim of a home invasion has survived you know thank goodness he's he should be out of the hospital in no time and i'm like did the cops even go the fuck downstairs wait you could have a rape dungeon there's gonna be illegal but there's even collecting your cum there's there's gonna be questions raised they came to his house but they intruded his rape dungeon. But there's but they're gonna go down there and gonna be like, um I got swamp ass. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be looking around, they're gonna be like, This is not right. 
Yeah. And then there's dead bodies underneath the floor. You could kill someone that comes in your house. Yeah, I'm just saying, a rape no, dungeon can't. will always raise questions, kids. Yeah. So what you're saying is I can kill somebody that comes in my house, no. but I can't come in them if they come in my house? Yeah. <laughs> so at least he didn't rape. What? He didn't rape, though. Hey, he didn't. Should have. <laughs> I mean, when you have that kind of opportunity yeah. in front of you, you seize the day. So next well, week, we will be see. talking about Star Wars. <laughs> I won't be here next week. Oh, Spencer, where are you going? I'll be in Anaheim. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have to make it work then. Talk about Star Wars for what? i just fucking around. He's pretending like the podcast yeah. is recording all that shit. Yeah, so until next time, my good people, <laughs> peace out. It has been.